mastermind. You've probably heard the word before, or at the very least on my own podcast or Instagram. Maybe you've seen our sales page for it or even listened to episode 41, all about what masterminds are and the inside scoop. But if you're like most people, you've never taken part in one. And while you may be curious, you might also be nervous. I know it can be intimidating. It is an investment, both financially and of your time and energy. So you might be wondering, what's it really like to be inside a high-level mastermind? Well, buckle up because you're about to hear from inside our mastermind, Golden Girls Mastermind. Today, I'm joined by three incredible members of our mastermind, and you're going to hear their stories. You're going to hear why, where they were at, what they decided to join a mastermind. You're going to hear what they hoped to get out of it, and then what they actually did get out of it. You'll learn what surprised them, and I bet you it will surprise you too. And they also shared their tips and advice about what they actually learned in the mastermind that can help you be more successful in your life. They're talking about how they knew this mastermind was right for them and the self-talk and action it took to make it happen. I also asked them for their tips on choosing the best mastermind for you, advice that I know is going to be helpful when it's your turn to choose the right mastermind for you. In this episode, I also share a few of the tools, tips, and insights that I normally only share inside the mastermind, but I truly want you to learn and get a head start here. You're going to also hear how our mastermind is structured, the difference between a peer and a paid mastermind, and the pros and cons of both. I'm going to be very transparent here. The intention of this episode, of course, is to share about Golden Girls Mastermind, but because we're kicking off another cohort here in July of 2021, and again in December every single year. So if you're curious, right here, right now, I invite you to book a call at lisamishow.com slash apply. And of course, all the links are in the show notes. Hop on a call, go through the form, and find out if it's the right fit for you. But it's also important for me to say this to you. This episode is not just one giant sales pitch disguised as a podcast episode. This is about sharing inspiring stories. This is about celebrating success of women, both the external successes and achievements and the massive internal shifts and transformations. Because I know that when you hear that they can do it, you'll know it's possible for you too. And when we celebrate them, know that we're celebrating you too. No matter how big, how small, internal or external, external or internal it is, I want you to know that your celebrations and your achievements are valid. This is also about sharing some of the giant ahas that we all had in the last six months, things that I believe will help things click for you too in your life. If you love personal growth and heart-to-heart stories, you're going to love this episode. I know you'll appreciate the vulnerability of our Mastermind members sharing their journeys and their souls. You're going to feel less alone, more connected, and know that transformation, confidence, and learning, it's all available and possible for you too. If this episode resonates with you and the stories and our fellow members do too, I invite you to apply to join Golden Girls Mastermind today, link in the show notes. And let me say this, even if now is not the right time, but you are interested, put it on your vision board, put it in your goals, make it a thing, and trust that if it's in your heart, it's there for a reason. As you're going to hear, this year's cohort really did follow their intuition in their hearts, and from the bottom of my heart and all of us, we want the same success for you. Listen in, get ready to feel inspired, connected, and ready to take your leap to the next level. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. 
You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Welcome to this episode of Golden Girls Mastermind inside of a high-level mastermind. Now, I'm going to tell you throughout this episode, we're going to sprinkle in some more details about what Golden Girls Mastermind looks like. But before I do that, I just want you to hear from some of the women in our mastermind. And today, I'm joined by three of them. We're going to start today with Tracy, fitness entrepreneur and inspiring firecracker. You're just going to love her. As you hear, Tracy had a passion in her heart, but also a lot of stories keeping her small and limiting what she thought she could and would do with her life. I know you're going to find her internal fire inspiring and she's going to help light one up or keep her and yours a little brighter too. I hope you enjoy Tracy's story and her journey. Tracy, thank you so much for being here today. So excited to connect with you. Uh, You are awesome. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself for those that don't know you yet? Oh, Lisa, I'm so honored to be here. I'm so happy that you asked me to participate in your podcast. Uh, Well, I live in the United States. I'm all the way on the mid-Atlantic coast in the state of Maryland. Um, And I've been living here since 1992 and I have two grown children. I'm an empty nester. And that had part of the reason to do with me joining you for coaching. Oh, okay. How does that connect? What is it about empty nesting that made you want to come to coaching? Oh, that's so great. Well, you know, uh, when you get married young and and raise children right out of the the fence, it's kind of like there's no turning back and life really becomes quite the exciting race. What's next? What's next? What's next? And my my husband and I are a wonderful team. And we, we did that really well together and we pushed hard. And when our second child went off to college, it was kind of like, what do we do now? And we had space and time to actually think about what was going on with us as individuals. And that was a whole new awakening. Everybody kind of talked about, Oh, you wait. And we discounted it, but it gave us time and space to focus on us together and us as individuals. And it was, it was a a powerful um, epiphany for both of us, both of us. Yeah. Cool. And one of the things I really appreciate about you is that you are so curious about learning about yourself. You're so willing to do the uncomfortable work. What is it, you know, how do you have that courage? How do you have the courage to keep leaning in to learn about yourself? Because it would also be, I assume, really easy to just kind of continue doing what you were doing, right? Continue down the path of, and I don't, you weren't necessarily on a bad path, but it would have been easy to just kind of continue doing what you were doing. What was it that made you decide, no, I need to change. And how do you continue to to go through that change? I could talk about that for an hour. So I will streamline this. What what it was that happened for me is I had a history of binge eating, mainly on sugar. I'm in the fitness industry. So I was able to, I guess, keep my weight in check, if you will, because I'm very, very active, but I was using food, sugar, and refined carbohydrates to escape something. And I started doing this Lisa, when I was like 12 and I was the diet queen and I was an overweight child and I struggled with body image, all those kinds of things. And I, it was a secret shameful thing that I did to cope with life. I would check out because I didn't know how to feel feelings, accept emotions. And I just surged forward pretending like I was somebody I wasn't. And I'm telling you, Lisa, I turned 50 during pandemic. And that was my moment. That was my moment where 
um, you know, God just spoke to my spirit and said, look, you have a choice to make. You can accept that you have a problem, put your ego aside and say, you know, let's get some help or you can keep on doing what you're doing. So I faced my binge eating, emotional eating problem that I had, and I got some help with that. And once I worked on breaking that down and understanding why that was taking place, finally, at the age of 50, I discovered the whole world of personal development and what else I could find in my root of being that could help me escape from that. So there was my, there was my fork in the road for, I want I want my life to get better for the remaining time I have on planet earth. And uh, I was really stuck. I was really stuck and I didn't realize how stuck I was until I started to work with a coach to help me with my eating problem. And then that unveiled a new confidence to say, okay, I want more. I want more help in other areas of my life too. So then I started to, I started to feel a little confident that I could actually dream and discover who I was really meant to be. Yeah. That's a lot. It's loaded, but that's my story. (laughs) That's so powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. So if we were to roll back the camera to Tracy, you know, at the end of 2020, where were you at? And, you know, how, how did you know you were ready for more? Oh, this is great. Okay. The end of 2020, that would be the end of the holidays, right? And working with my coach, Danielle, on not abusing sugar and carbohydrates and all of that, I made it through my very, very first holiday season without putting on 10 pounds and and caving to holiday stress and using a lot of food. I would just binge eat every single day. This is the 2020, as horrible as that year was, that was my best year um, with the path of self-discovery where I did not use food to check out from myself at the holidays for all of those heavy emotional reasons that come up that are triggering. And I got through that and it was so empowering. So at the end of 2020, during a pandemic, I felt empowered that I wanted to grow in other areas. And I became very curious. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew that I was ready to discover how other people like have their stuff together. Cause I felt like, okay, I had done the, the sugar thing. I had really worked hard for nine months at that time, nine months. And I I wasn't looking back. I was looking ahead and things were coming up. Little things were like little pieces of curiosity were coming up in me. Like, I think I could really be somebody like there are things that are coming out like new purposes. And I was very excited, but I felt very scattered at the same time. And, you know, it's so funny. I hear a lot of people say this, you know, I think everybody, everybody else has it together. How come I don't? And I think it's so helpful to hear that's why I, I believe one of the powerful parts of a mastermind, one of the powerful parts of, you know, even if you're not a mastermind of showing up authentically is that when we start to do that, we start to be, you know, share our truth and listen to other people being honest too. We realize that nobody has it all together, that we're all navigating, we're all figuring it out. But the really cool thing is that there's, there can actually be a lot of power and confidence and I want to say even steadiness in the fact that we're still navigating life and the fact that we don't have it all figured out. And I think those, that's a really interesting, interesting thing there is that we think that everybody has it all together. So we become so rigid and pretend and um, act a certain way so that people won't really see what things are like. And in turn, it actually creates this, these walls and it protects the insecurities we have and it protects and create, makes us actually compare ourselves all the time and makes us fragile as opposed to when we actually kind of, 
blow that all that that those walls down, we really can find our confidence in in the messiness of life because it's there for all of us. And I'm sure you saw that in the mastermind too for everybody. Yes. Yeah. And I was one of those people that I really believed that everybody had it together except me. And I pretended like I did. And I really felt like I wore this mask as this fitness professional that had all the answers and I did everything so perfectly and I didn't have any pain. And it was really hard to wear that and pretend. So when I joined your group, remember the first thing I said in our first meeting, I didn't know any of you. And I was, I was nervous because for the first time in my life, I was not going to try to impress anybody. And I told everyone, I'm taking my mask off and I use F words sometimes. And this is me. And I needed to show up. I needed to be like raw Tracy because I hadn't been raw Tracy since like the fourth grade, honestly. So I needed that. I didn't know any of you. And I'm like, I'm naked because if, <laughs> if I don't get naked, then I'm not going to heal. And I needed to do that. Oh. And you, you gave me the space to get naked, Lisa. <laughs> Well, let's put that on a testimonial card. <laughs> really, so, though? So, okay, what is life like being naked? What does that mean for you? And how, how has that changed your life to be naked? I'm not, well, you know what? I'm a work in progress. And I know that I will be forever, but I'm not as afraid as I was. I'm, it's still there. I'm breaking that down because it, fear has been rooted in me forever. So to be naked is actually... Oh my God, you helped me. Remember the night that I just broke down and I said, oh gosh, this is it. The inner bully in me that was, was running my show. The inner bully in me was telling me, you got to put that mask on because you're not enough. And all of a sudden, when I, when I earned and created the mental space, when I wasn't fighting myself with food to escape and to manage fears and stuff, all of a sudden I started to have confidence in that I could trust myself I could trust myself with food. And then I wanted to see where, where else, what, what other kind of stuff do I need to let go? And I was, I was a fun, loving, free spirited fourth grader before I became obsessed with food. I want her back because I left her hanging and she's pretty cool. She had a lot of friends. I didn't care what anybody thought. And I am her now at the age of 51. And I kind of checked out for decades. So, um, I'm able to face some fears and I'm getting comfortable with who I am. I think for the first, since fourth grade, since fourth grade. I think it's so hard sometimes to even realize, you know, you say that like it's the first time you're reconnecting to yourself in decades. And that almost sounds so big that it's like, it's incredibly power. It's powerful. It's infinite. And I'm also curious, you know, what does that actually look like on a day-to-day basis for you? Like, how does, what is your, how is your life? I mean, I get it. I get the magnitude of that, Yeah. but like, how does that change your interactions? How does that change how, how what yeah. clothes you wear in, in the day? How does that change? What, what is it that's changed kind of in your day-to-day or the week-to-week? Yeah. Yeah. This is what makes you so great. Cause you ask the right freaking questions. I have learned to become unapologetically me like I was in the fourth grade. And what's really funny, Lisa, is it's showing up in my interactions with people when I'm not afraid, what people think now, mind you, I know how to be, I have social graces. I know how to be respectful, but now I'm confident in giving myself to somebody authentically. And I cannot control what people think. I can't control. Therefore, why worry about what they're thinking of me? And if they're judging me, because it just doesn't matter. And I can't control that. And I can't change it. All I can do is honor the spirit 
the person that I was meant to be on this earth, I'm finally letting her out. And, and I'm, I am, I am putting myself out there in new ways with people. For example, I teach some fitness classes and a new side of me is coming out and I'm getting positive feedback. Like I've never gotten before just being me. I'm even throwing some swear words and I was shouting at the group, pull out your inner, your inner bastard. It's in there. Let's go. I'm thinking inner bastard in the past. I would never have sworn to this group because I just would be afraid of what they thought now. And it worked and they, they loved it. And, and the authentic side of me is really showing up in a respectful manner. And it's just so freeing to be unapologetically me, the tactful way for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's so great I, I love that what a, an, that's an awesome example and it must it just feels so different right when you can be yourself and I see that in you I see that difference you know I think you knew all these things when you when we first connected back in kind of November December you know you knew these things you're like I know this is what I should be doing but somewhere inside like I still feel like I still care and I still I still worry about these things and but you, even though you knew at the time you knew that it didn't matter but what I've noticed over the last six months among many things is that you just, you own it now. Like you, it's not just something that you think it's something that you believe and that you feel that you can be yourself, that you are worthy, that you can be yourself. And it's truly okay on every fiber of your being, well, you know, most of the time, <laughs> I'm sure we all yeah. have those moments, but it's truly okay with you that some people aren't going to like it or some people won't get it or some people aren't, aren't there for it. But the people that love it, love it. The people that love you, love you for who you are and are finally getting to see that. And that's a really, really cool evolution that I've seen in you and uh, something that like, it's very inspiring, Tracy. Oh, you're the sweetest. And you know what, Lisa, as you were talking, do you know what I remembered? And like in that moment, you were, you were saying the first meeting that I had with you face to face, like considering the program, I was a nervous wreck because here I am like trying to impress everybody in the world. And there you were. And I had listened to so many of your podcast episodes and I'm thinking, oh gosh, I'm going to be talking to her. And, uh, and I'm, I just, I was ready to let loose. And I just started babbling because I was so anxious to talk to you and, and to just, take the next steps. And you looked at me with, you had this like really loving, but inquisitive expression on your face. And you said, and it, it boosted me so much. You said, you're big. She said, you've got something in there that wants to come out. And I was just, I needed to hear that so much. Cause I, I, I wanted to believe that. And you gave me like you confirmed that for me. You didn't know me from the man on the moon. I was some crazy woman saying, I'm ready for more. I hate my job. I'm doing this. And, um, and you gave me that space. And when you said that, it just boosted me like, okay, I'm in the right place. You are in the right place. And we, yeah. we love having you. Thank you. Oh, I'm <laughs> so glad. So glad that that resonated. And that's how I feel about you. You are big. Um, so here, you know, did you have any reservations before joining mastermind? Because it's obviously something very new and it's not necessarily mainstream. Yes. Two reasons. And I don't want to lose track of both. So remind me if I forget the second, the first one was I tended to be a creature of, of comfortable habit. And um, I mean, I have a I, wonderful friends. I have a wonderful network of, of people and fellow professionals, but you know, I was always the one that was seeking out workshops and webinars and, and wanting to learn more. And I was kind of the only one doing it. And um I don't know. I even kind of felt like I was arrogant for wanting to grow because I didn't know anybody else that was investing in, in personal development, doing that kind of thing. And um, I kind of felt like, eh, maybe I'll just do another webinar and just keep on doing my thing. 
And um, I had a goal that made no sense in my business. I had a monetary savings goal and it just didn't excite me. It's just, I didn't know how else to set goals. I'm going to save this amount of money. And when I encountered you, the opportunity to work with you, you know, I did choke a little bit like, okay, I'm going to have a little bit of a setback there. And then I thought, well, I can either keep on keeping on my way and try to figure stuff out. Or I can take a leap of faith and invest in myself because I knew that once, once I hit that pay button, I was investing in something and I was going to be like a thousand percent in, which I knew was going to add to my workload. Every worksheet that you sent, I was, I did it all and I made time for it and I kind of obsessed over it, but I knew that it was going to add something to my workload, but I knew that it was, it was kind of like one, a hot air balloon for me. Like I was going to just kind of take off in this direction by myself with you guys, not anybody local around here. And it was a big leap for me. And um, yeah, so those were the two, you asked me, what were the two things you asked me? That's my two answers, yeah. Yeah, it was that I'm doing something unique that I don't know anybody else around me in my circles doing. And I invested in myself. And it was actually counter to your quote goal. Which made no sense, yeah. I didn't even know why I had the goal. All I knew was to have a monetary goal. Yeah. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. That's, that's so much of what we're taught of is money or title or certain zip code or area code or it's yeah. Or, or goal weight, as I'm sure, you know, oh. um, so yeah, that, well, that takes a lot of courage to do that. And I'm, I'm so glad you did. Do you have any tips or advice for someone who's considering joining mastermind? Like how did you know it was the right thing for you? What advice do you have to other people for, for finding one, picking one, knowing if it's right? How did you know that? Well, again, my process was in two steps. When I discovered the freedom, when I stopped using food to cope with life, when I discovered a new sense of freedom, I started to believe in myself. And I proved to myself when I took the right path, I could either stay the same or get some help and break free from my emotional eating and sugar addiction that I had, stay the same or do or explore. And I went the exploration route and I had a mountain of healing within my soul as it relates to food. And I was faced with that again, like I want to grow. I was not happy in my professional work and I chose it because it was safe and it was not fulfilling to me in any way. I will say that financially it worked really well but that just wasn't cutting it for me anymore. I was, um, my purpose was not being satisfied and I, I was really very I, um, held back and I was ready to learn how to be okay with doing something scary and honoring. There was something in me that um, I've been holding back, telling myself I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not qualified enough. So just stay small, Tracy, just do what you know, you do it well, just stay small and stay safe. And I decided that if I could break free from the sugar and the emotional eating, then maybe I could break free with what else is going on in my mind that's preventing me from doing what I know I really should be doing with my life. Yeah. So it was kind of like another fork in the road in a different way. You know, it's interesting. It's, it's a lot about, I hear choice in there. And I also hear like choosing yourself mm -hmm. and choosing yourself over over the the worries the fears the the negative the self-doubt those pieces it's choosing yourself and choosing the and having confidence that you'll be able to to figure it out from here one of the things i really love um about you is that you do have a really beautiful 
passion and purpose in you. What is that? Oh gosh, it's so heavy and it's, it keeps me up at night. And I felt this in my spirit most of my life, but I ignored it because of my mask. So the passion that I have is I am meant to help women break free from the, um, the hijacking of emotional eating and using food to escape comfort and numb and all of that, especially women that like me, they battled diets in the past, they're restricted, they're deprived, they binge. It's a cycle from hell. It's like a hellacious game of shoots and ladders. You climb, you slide, you climb, you slide. That's how I lived. And I discovered tools that I didn't know, I didn't know that have provided me with not only the freedom personally, but the absolute concrete um, confirmation that I have to go this route with my work because I believe from the bottom of my heart, I was meant to help other women through this. Just being my apologetic, unapologetic self, um, the way that I speak to other women about this works. And I, I'm noticing things shifting and happening in the world because of how I, I encourage women to consider the help that I got with trying to figure out who they are without food. Mm. And it's super exciting to be like, and it's scary at the same time, but, but I, I love, I love the scary cause I'm, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anybody listens, like you can tell the difference in when she, when Tracy talks about her past self for the past previous decades and talking about the fear that held her back and now talking about like, running towards the fear and wanting the fear. That's such a cool shift. That's so incredible. And even your energy as you talk about those two things is completely different and really, really amazing. Um, here's a question for you. What is one thing you wish everybody listening right now could, could, could know? Maybe a lesson that, that you've gone through, um, something that I can aha that you have. What is it that you wish that other people wouldn't have to maybe go through the muck and the shadow and the dark to learn? Yeah. You know, what's really funny, Lisa, I'm about to answer that. And I literally just had a conversation with my husband about this exact thing. So my healing, I'm helping him heal through his stuff because he's got a bully in there. You know, I'm helping him work that out. Go figure. But what I would encourage anyone considering your, your program, and I didn't know what the heck this was. I was just excited. And I thought you were just the bomb and I loved your energy. Just so you know, I was, I took a major leap of faith. Like, I don't know what I'm in for, but I'm going to get naked and it's going to be great. Um, <laughs> oh, so, thank you. And by the way, like you, this doesn't have to be just about the mastermind. This can be, you know, I appreciate that. And also, you know, I, you're on your own journey and you've been doing incredible work. So it's not just about me. Yeah. Okay. Well, good, because I've actually worked with some other coaches. So when I say in coaches in general, what I discovered, and I can put this into words now that I wouldn't have had the wherewithal to put in before, is that I didn't know what I didn't know, right? So that um, every single dollar that I spent on coaching over the last 18 months has given me tools that helped me fill voids and empty places with skills after being curious to help me understand a new sense of, of awareness. I didn't know what I didn't know before. In other words, the, the, the topics of discussion, the worksheets, um, and not just from your group, Lisa, honestly, just from, you know, self-development or personal development in general, I, you know, when I was forced to ponder certain questions that helped me then open up my own curiosity and then form tools 
that's when I started having these aha moments. Like, gosh, I, I never thought of that before. I never thought of, of um, thinking that uh, I had a bully inside that was holding me back. I never would have discovered that. I would have just kept doing things my way. So I didn't know what I didn't know. And um, I, I can't wait to keep discovering more of what I don't know now in my next line of work. So it, it's given me the, um, I think, courage to learn to think differently and to be open and, and, and relinquish a lot of my control. You know, that was a big one. What was the shift that you made about control? Oh gosh, that I was controlling so much out of my fears of not being good enough on so many different levels. That's why I wore my mask. Everything's great in my life. I, Tracy has it all together. Oh no, no, I really don't. But I was, I needed everybody to think that I did. And the control kept me safe through the fear is what that was. And, and the, uh, you know, the, um, all of the books that I've been reading on breaking that down is so freeing and it's, it's just, it's continual growth. But again, I didn't know what I didn't know of why I was controlling. I just was tense and um, I, I, I felt safe when everything was going my way and all of my items were checked off every day, my to-do list. Don't stop. I hear such an invitation for everyone listening to, to continue down the personal growth path of awareness, of learning about yourself and about really figuring out who you are and being, having the courage to live that, to rip your mask off, to get naked, as Tracy says, <laughs> yeah. um, and explore that for, even if it's just being naked with yourself and starting there and moving outwards. And that can be scary. I would encourage anyone who's scared. I was scared especially for people that try to control everything. I mean, classic example of me being scared was I had a binge eating problem. I was using food to not face things. I mean, you know, it's, um, it, it is scary. And for anybody thinking that it's not for, for them, I would just encourage them to, we can't change until we're open, until we soften up to just, and that, when I say open, I just started listening. That's all. I started listening to what you had to say, to what Danielle had to say, other coaches that I, I just started listening and being curious and thinking, thinking uh, open about, well, that could be for me. Not, oh, that's not for me. That's for somebody else. No, you know. I also know that you started listening to yourself too. And I think that's a really important one. Um, you know, for anybody listening to that's and one thing I would say that you could do right now you, that just start listening to yourself because there are these clues along the way. Like there are clues that certain conversations or certain interactions make our jaws tighter and necks, necks go up. Or um, there's certain clues in terms of when we don't feel good or when we, when we have less energy or when we, um, what we're protecting ourselves from and what we're resisting and what we're trying to control and what, and our bodies, they're always sending us signals and our mind is always sending us saying things to us. So even just taking a step back to listen to yourself is incredible. And I think Tracy, you know, you, you say that you listen to myself and Danny and other people, which is, which is awesome. And thank you. And also I know you listen a lot to yourself and that's, uh, that's, even to hear the good and the bad, to be able to hear the, the inner bully and listen to it and understand it and get curious with it so mm -hmm. that you can then relinquish the control that it has over you. 
And to learn to validate that, Lisa, I learned how to validate what I'm feeling and what the emotion is because I used to, the word should is just the absolute worst. I used to tell my every feeling or emotion that I had, I was telling myself forever that I shouldn't be having it. It doesn't mean anything. And I should be reacting differently to whatever situation I was in. And I can take that and I can just crumple it up like a, like a newspaper and set it on fire and just get rid of that because it's not true. And I know that a lot of other women probably deal with the should. And I would encourage them to softly take a look at how much are you, how much are you telling yourself like in your mind, Oh, I should, I should be thinking this or I shouldn't feel that way or I should be doing that. Mm, the shoulds, the shoulds. Yeah, the shoulds. <laughs> yeah, so good. Okay, I have a couple of fill in the blank questions here for you. Okay. So, in the last six months, the way you surprise yourself the most is. Becoming unapologetically me. That's it. That's it. Okay, how about my life is different because now I. know who I am authentically. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Shivers up my spine. There's so I've, I feel like we want to talk all day, but uh, okay. How about this? I will never go back to. Can I have more than one answer? Yes. Okay. I will never go back to using sugar or food to stuff away my feelings or emotions. And I will never go back to giving my inner bully power. Oh my gosh, so good, so good. Uh, Okay, well here's a couple last rapid fire questions that I love to ask all our guests when I remember, which today happens to be a good day. Um, Tracy, what is a goal that you're working on right now? Zing. Okay. A goal. (laughs) Well, a goal that I'm working on right now, like the right now is, uh, I am writing a book and it is scary as hell. And of course, right now I feel like it sucks because I've never written the book before, but I took a huge leap and I hired a book writing coach through a company and they're helping me step by step. And they keep saying, Lisa, Tracy, trust the process. Cause here's me trying to control. Right. And I have, I can't remember the last time I was this uncomfortable in such a good, exciting way. So I'm writing a book about, um, my struggle with breaking free from dieting and um, using food to cope with emotions and finding, finding peace with food, body, and self the right way through healing, the self-awareness, all things. So much of what I have learned on my journey, I'm putting in the content of this book. And it's got nothing to do with food plans or weights or, you know, scale and goals and charts. And I'm going to make so many people mad. It's going to be great. But um, that's my my big thing right now. And I'm, I'm just so loving the required courage that I'm, I'm having to dig deep for to get this done. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, can't wait to read it. And uh, we'll have to have you back you. to talk about that. So what would you say is the best lesson you've learned in the last year? Best lesson. Uh, oh gosh. Okay. Less doing and more being. How do you do that? 
I know this is not an easy one. Hard. It's yes. It's so hard. Cause I used to be the queen of the task to-do list and like, don't even stop to breathe. I'm talking like from four 30 in the morning until I crash at eight 30 at night. How do I do that? I make intentions to, you know, how we do your, um, release tension, set intention with the breathing that you've taught us. I catch yeah, it's myself. a Brennan Burchard thing. I won't take credit it's for that, a, but yes, a Brennan Burchard good. thing and it works. And I find moments of doing that throughout my day to stop and not only breathe like that. I usually count to four in and then count to four out, but I find ways to get centered and to ask myself what's going on. How am I feeling and what do I need right now? And, um, that is helping me with my home life and it takes my intensity down. So I have more to give my family and they, they've been wonderful. They put up with me all these years being so intense, but more being and being mindful of being relaxing, you know, looking at my backyard, watching my dogs run in the yard and less multitasking because that's kind of a nemesis for me. It's so easy to do that, but yeah, yeah. So more, uh, more intentionally being like, I even like make time for the being <laughs> make totally time. There's my time for, yeah. I feel like you from a couple of years ago wouldn't recognize you right now. You know, I had that thought the other day. I literally had that thought because you know, Facebook comes up with memories and I had one pop up and I went, <gasps> cause I remember how I felt that day for that particular photo. And it was a bad day for me, but I had that mask on and I just stopped. I literally just stopped and looked at that. And I just reflected and I was so grateful. You know what I'm saying? Like, boy, that was a bad day for me. And I remember that pain and I remember not knowing what to do with the pain. And I don't have that anymore. And if I could go through that particular scenario again, I would be so different. That's amazing. That's yeah. so cool. Thank you for that, Facebook. <laughs> Thank you yes. for sharing that, Tracy. That's yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. I know you're in Maryland. So have you had a poutine? A lot of our guests are Canadian. Have you, do you know what a poutine is? I have no idea. A poutine? Oh, well, you just have to come from no. yeah, So poutine is a Canadian, it's a French Canadian staple. It's French fries, gravy, and cheese curds. It is not a part of the healthy eating, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's incredible. So usually I like to ask our guests, do they prefer the cheese curds or the shredded cheese? And I'll just give you a spoiler alert right here. The right answer is always cheese curds, Tracy. So when you come to Canada oh. and come for a visit, you got to go cheese curds. Shredded cheese is not the same. So. Cheese curds on the fries instead of the gravy. No, and the so gravy. You, and no, the no. gravy. And, and the gravy. gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got to have the gravy. Yeah, yeah, all three of them together. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, such a guilty pleasure. It's good. I'm in. I could handle some of that. I just wouldn't okay. eat, like, a pound of it. You get totally. what Like, I can have a portion of that. So, that's a great totally. example. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, we'll have to make that happen. Um, uh, okay. If you had a magic wand, what would you use the magic for? Gosh. Okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to go with what just came up. I'm getting good at that. You know, the first thing that comes up, like there's a reason for that. If I had a magic wand, say it again. Can you ask me again? If I had a magic wand, what would you use the magic for? Okay. To make my dream come true with my next line of work, which is helping women break free from the shackles of emotional eating, especially as it relates to sugar and have an impact like a big tidal wave of shape-shifting change to help women find the freedom that I found so that then they can find their purpose for what they were put here to do. Loaded. Just imagine the ripple effect. That's so cool. 
Yeah. So That's one of the things that I think we don't talk about in maybe enough or that we, um, you know, the ripple effect of what that means when, when we show up differently and when we stand in our purpose. And, you know, you talked about that even with your husband, like how you're different in those interactions and with your clients, how you're different there. And it's so easy sometimes, I think, especially when we're thinking about um, self-development or really anything for ourselves, self-care, self-development, it can feel um, like a luxury or it can feel self-indulgent or it can feel like, oh, that money would be better spent on somebody else or something else. And it's incredible when we actually invest in ourselves and we actually grow ourselves, take great care of ourselves, how the ripple effect is massive with everybody we interact with. And I think that's something that we really minimize, as, I think especially as women, it's like, I should always be doing, doing, doing more. But it's incredible when we take really, take really good care of ourselves and step into our power, how that has the power to impact everybody else so much, so much more beautifully than, than just our time or, or our money or our attention when we're not present with those things. And when we're not intentional yeah. with that, the gifts that we do give. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because I think it's something that we, that we skim over. Okay. Last question. Yeah. If you could travel anywhere right now for food, sorry, all these food questions. Food. Uh, <laughs> okay. Where would you travel and what would you eat? Gosh, if I could travel anywhere for food, where would I go and what would I eat? And this is mindful eating, right? So that's different than like the the coping food, eating, right? That's oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I would have to say, I have two answers. Number one, my instinctive answer would be to come and fly to you and have some of those fries. <laughs> have some poutine. Yeah, I would, yes, I would do that. And then after that, I would get on a plane and I would fly to Italy, which I've never been. That's my, my roots. And I would have some authentic freaking pasta in Italy. I would. Oh I want Italian food and that's on the bucket list. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. At least a popular one with that. I mean, Italian food is just so good. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Um, well, Tracy, is there anything else you wanted to share before we hop off? I guess if, I guess really the only other thing that I want to say is I came to this program with you and I actually approached this this, this healing journey and this, this stage of my life with a boat ton of limiting beliefs. And I didn't even know what that meant until I heard that from you and heard that from Danielle, that I was dragging around like a little kid with a backpack, all of these limiting beliefs. I'm not enough. I can't spend money on myself. I can't invest in this. I have to just keep on keeping on because of this, that, and the other. I'm not worthy of change. And as soon as I start figuring out where that was coming from and, 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 and shifted that. And you taught me about the empowering belief. There's an opposite of the limiting belief. And I really spent some time on that. Um, I started to discover that that language isn't true. All those things I was believing about myself that was holding me back, they're not true. And I don't have to carry them with me in my backpack anymore. So a lot of like my backpack used to be really huge. Now it's, it's small, you know, and I'm, I'm still taking stuff out of it, but that has been probably the biggest epiphany the whole limiting belief concept that I was carrying around a lot of junk that didn't belong. And it can be, I think we all have it. And I think having a coach help us to pull back some of those layers and find them. I didn't know what I didn't know. And that's a huge example of that. Thank you for sharing that. What an amazing way to finish. Thank you for being here. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. Yes. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Okay, so good, right? 
I want to pull out a few of the things that Tracy said and expand on them a bit and give you some invitations for your life too. One of my favorite things that Tracy said was that she felt arrogant for wanting more. And I can't even tell you how many times I have conversations with friends and other other women, other clients, because I feel so many times we worry about what other people are going to think or we, we have this feeling inside of us that we shouldn't want more or that we don't, why aren't we just happy with what we have? I hope that you hearing Tracy chase her big dreams, even if she was worried about being judged. I hope that that gives you permission to do the same, to not worry about if it seems arrogant or if you should just be grateful for what you have and, and where you are in life or if even if your goal doesn't quote, make sense. Those things really don't matter. Trust that voice inside of you. Claim your dream and be confident enough to state the truth about what you don't want, even if that's what you need to get you to what you do want. And then you make a plan. (laughs) Something else that Tracy touched on is how often we look at everyone else and think they've got it all figured out. That everyone else is balancing life and workouts and family and kids and all caught up and has an email inbox zero and a house clean and all those things. And we will look at ourselves and I wonder, why don't I? Comparison, it's so common. It's almost a cliche, really. And here's the thing, you're listening to this, I'm saying this, you already know that you shouldn't compare yourself. You already know that social media is the highlight reel, blah, 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 you know that. But, and I know that too, and I get caught up in it too sometimes, wondering why other people seem like their families are happier, that their their house is cleaner, and that probably is actually true, Uh, why they don't seem like motherhood's exhausting them, while it really feels like it's draining me, and all these things. So even though we know, and I'm going to say this, I know too, I should just stop comparing myself. That's not enough. And just as a aside here, anytime we say, I'm just going to stop or I should just stop, that's not how we work. That's not how our brains operate. That's not how habits work. It's also a bit, uh, just, you know, don't shit all over yourself. It just never makes you feel good. Nobody ever gets inspired or excited or takes action because of the shoulds. Tracy really nails it here. And I think it's that, you know, it's one thing to say I should just stop comparing, But one of the most powerful things about being in a mastermind is that being together with other people, sharing our truths, sharing honestly what we struggle with and also what helps us, that, that is helpful. That is one of the ways that you will stop comparing yourself. And it does that because it removes the ego. It removes that pull that we get to compare. And instead, it shifts us into empathy for others and empathy for ourselves. It gives us real, tangible proof, connection, and feelings that we're not the only ones that are going through this. And we start to compare ourselves way less. And instead, you start to honor exactly where you're at, wherever that is, and not see your messes or failures or challenges as less than, but as such a normal experience. It normalizes that for us. It drops the ego, brings us into empathy and compassion for others and most of all ourselves. The last thing I really want to point out is that Tracy did learn that everyone is figuring it out. And so often in life, people come to normal conversations with canned answers. You know, that, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? People wear masks. We all wear masks. We all wear masks right now. But (laughs) in so many ways, what we do is we try and think about what would impress people or how do I want, how do we want others to perceive us? Or I'm very guilty of this too. What do we need to do or be for other people to like us? But what we don't always get to see 
through these masked interactions, through these canned answers, is we don't actually get to see the challenges that people are navigating. Tracy came into our mastermind and on the first call, she literally said, I'm here and I'm taking off my mask. And that truly set the tone for all of us. It's a moment that I will never forget. The best part, and she emphasizes this in her her conversation with me, is the power and confidence that comes from being able to face the messes and not fall apart. To be able to take off the mask, to show up authentically, to share the parts of ourselves that are maybe not so pretty, not so perfect, aren't things that maybe necessarily make people like us or impress people, but there's so much freaking power in that. She really touches on this fact, and this is one of the things I love the most about the the mastermind, is that we learn and you see that in order to be able to navigate and respond to challenges and let them be challenging and stretch you and hurt really freaking bad, and it can be really uncomfortable, even if all those things are true, that you can still be incredibly strong and powerful. In my opinion, strength and courage doesn't come from having the perfect light and having all your ish together. Strength and courage comes from facing challenges and owning the imperfections of life and still showing up. That's my invitation to you, to take these words. Consider how you can remove your mask in your day-to-day interactions, to show up as yourself, and to face and navigate the challenges, let them be uncomfortable, let them hurt, have the difficult conversations, and realize how that is actually powerful. That is not that it's all about impressing people or having people like us, but that's what's gonna attract people to you, the right people anyways. That is what's gonna allow you to truly step into the power that you do have and the resilience that you have is by really facing your challenges, owning up to them, dropping the mask. I tell you, come come see how that's gonna change your life. Give that a try. I want to take a moment to share how we create this and how we do this in Golden Girls Mastermind, how we create this brave space, what it actually looks like and feels like. You know, every mastermind is very different and ours has definitely evolved over the years. In episode 41, I talk about different kinds of masterminds I've been in, different formats. This is what Golden Girls Mastermind looks like in 2021. I've done this about six times, I think now, and I figured out what kind of what works, what doesn't, what truly serves our members. And I got to say, disclaimer, of course, it may change over time because we're always improving. I'm always open to suggestions and feedback. And because it's a really intimate mastermind, there's only a handful of women in there, we get to evolve it and change it for those people in there. So when you're in there, you get to say you're co-creating this space. You're saying, this is what I need more of. This is what I need less of. This is what's really going to serve me. And even some of our calls, you know, I'm going to share with you kind of the structure, like what we normally do, but it definitely evolves and it's open and I'm open and it's all about really just giving you what you need. So at a basic level, the things that pretty likely to stay the same is we meet three to four times a month, so almost every week, and we meet for an hour and a half. The members, I always have people ask, you know, is every year as good as this? And I have to tell you, the people that are in it and stay in it the whole time, they're always amazing. They are always like become my friends, become my, I've become their biggest fan, and they become each other's friends and biggest fans too. It's such an incredible dynamic. It's full of caring, strong, honest, successful, driven, and compassionate women. I'm going to cry already. (laughs) Uh, One of the things I love to start the calls with is a visualization exercise and intention setting. We usually start with doing a body scan, releasing any tension in the body, and then 
connecting to, and this kind of depends on, sometimes it's tied to the theme of the week. Sometimes it's tied to looking back at what we wanted well, what you wanted when you started the mastermind and like, where do you want to go? And how does that, how does that intention show up on today's call? How can you maybe ask the uncomfortable question or share a story that's going on in your life that, that would be really helpful to get feedback on or suggestions? Like how can you continue to move in the direction that you want to go in? It's all very intentional. Then on our calls, everyone has time to to chat. Everyone has a designated amount of time. We split it up among everybody to share what's going on. And I always invite you, I mean, this is for our mastermind and for anything else, to be really intentional with that time. If you need to share a story to process, I am like that sometimes, process, process, mm not sure which one. Anyways, <laughs> sometimes we just need to share a story and other times we need to feedback and other times we need to hear, is anybody else going through this? Can you share your story? So I feel validated. So I feel seen, witnessed, heard. So I know I'm not alone. So I can hear your ideas. So I can get suggestions on what you're doing. All of those things are really important. And there's no rules on how you spend that time. It's just your opportunity to really get clear and practice saying what you need, asking for what you want, and being intentional with your time. And I believe that, you know, you're doing that with 15, 20 minutes on a call once a week, but that really shows up in every part of your life. That is the power of an intimate mastermind is, you know, a lot of other masterminds are really big, you know, and even honestly in some past years, we used to do as many as 14 people. And it just... It was a different different experience and I really wanted to create the intimate one. And that's why spots are very limited. And I say this not because it's a marketing technique, but because it's truly what moves the needle for, for people. I see the difference in the results for our members when they get the chance, if they want it, every call to ask the questions, to connect, to be intentional, to make the ask, to really stand up for what they need and what they want. Not waiting, you know, I'll get a chance every three calls or then really that's just once a month, but every single time. So spots are really limited. <laughs> Again, not a marketing technique, not like a FOMO or a scarcity or nothing false anyways about it. Um, but I think that's one of the powerful things about it. But also, if you're listening, Come and join in, apply, book a call. Um, let's find out if you're the right fit, if this feels like a really good thing for you because our spots do sell out. They did last time. They have uh, a couple years ago as well. And I do believe this year it'll it'll fill up too. And we've got incredible women that are excited to be a part of this mastermind, that are this is what they're looking for. And if that's you too, come on in. So let me also touch on what do we talk about. And you may have, you're going to hear kind of threads of this throughout ALN and also through Jessica's story. But we talk about anything, realness. There's practical things sometimes. How and when to quit your day job. Negotiating yourself out of corporate leases. What does that look like? We talk about finances, estate planning. We talk about navigating challenging clients. Those are, I mean, very specific examples to the common challenges that people come into the mastermind with. But that, and that, by the way, that's like, that's the problems or the challenge that people have that are facing that typically may come up in a mastermind like this. We also practically speak about everything from habits to time management to how do we set goals and actually keep them and productivity and energy management and um, success mindset, all these things. A lot, sometimes it's very practical, tangible things. And often it's even deeper. And this is what I love about, love about real conversations and having a brave space. We talk about things like feeling worthy or in a lot of cases with myself, with the women that I that, that I work with is 
not feeling worthy of money, of love, of time for ourselves, whatever that, of success, whatever that is. It's self-love and how to find and cultivate that and how to grow that. It is grief that we share, grief, um, expectations that are unfulfilled, jobs, marriages, parenthood, businesses. We talk about failure, failure in mistakes that we've made, in, in friendships, friendships coming to an end, marriages, business failures, job failures, all of these things. And I think that's the most healing thing is that when is when we go that deep, when we take off our masks and we share, here's the stuff that's really going on, it it's unimaginably powerful. You may have heard me notice it's it's a brave space. And I've heard Brene Brown talk about this and it's something that really resonated for me. I don't pretend... I think I used to, but now I understand. The mastermind is not a safe space in the sense that everyone is coming in with their different triggers, with their different sensitivities, with different egos, shadow, whatever you want to call that. We're all coming in with things that we're still sensitive about, things that we may not even realize that are issues or challenges in our life. And so when everybody comes in, and again, a small group, we're not even talking about like 50 people, we're talking about five or six women, when we all come together, when we come together as humans, we're going to be sharing things that at some point may trigger somebody else without even knowing it. Or we may challenge someone in a way, and I mean, typically in a community like this, working with a coach, you sign up to be challenged. You sign up to have somebody poke holes and help you see things in a different light. But sometimes that can trigger a lot of things. And that's why I don't call it a safe space. I call it a, I would say it's a safe environment for you to play in and explore in. But I, it's a brave space because we are open to exploring those triggers. And I always share that from the very beginning. Now, that's not to say that we can't have conversations about boundaries or how we may want things to be different or what we may need. And it's not about, you know, making, not allowing anyone to share what's really on their heart. But it's about evaluating first when triggers come up. And I'll tell you that has happened. That happened in this mastermind where something someone else said, um, when, where sh- you know shadows have bumped or egos have bumped. And we talk about it. We Sometimes we talk about it in the mastermind setting. Sometimes we, we talk about it offline. But we work through it. And it allows both people to recognize, wow, what, what is it that made me say that? Or like, did I say that from a place of compassion and empathy? Or did I, did I say that from a place of ego? And vice versa, did I receive that from a place of ego? Or did I receive that from my authentic self? And these... I mean, to have these kinds of relationships, it's pretty radical in the world still. I hope that this is the new, I hope that this becomes the new normal that we're going to or that this is the future that we're heading to. But right now, I know it's still really special. And having this brave space, having a place where we can have these conversations, where we can share things and not worry about how is this going to be perceived? How are other people going to react to this? Because we know that other people, members, other people that we're speaking with, they're taking charge of themselves. They're taking charge of their own growth. They're exploring that. And also knowing that if we say something that's wrong, that we can accept the feedback, that we can um, navigate that and recognize where we do make mistakes and things that we say, or we may have offended somebody intentionally or unintentionally. So it's just one big circle of magic. And I mean, this is uncomfortable as 
uncomfortable AF, right? Like this is not, I'm making this sound like it's all sunshine and rainbows. Uh, Maybe I'm not, but I hope that what I'm really sharing with you is the magic that can come out when we can stand there and face the hard times, which is what we do. And that's what Brave Space is all about. And this, you know, just separating from partnerships, um, navigating business growth, um, navigating business mistakes, navigating vaccine conversations and real feelings about reopening and travel and all this. Like those are the kinds of things that's really hard to find a brave space to talk about these things in. And that's what, that's what our mastermind is all about. So I'm also, that's kind of the mastermind of the group part, but I, in the calls, I also poke because I'm a coach and that's what I do. And you also get, it kind of depends on how we're doing this, but at least, at least one one-on-one call with me to use through the six months together. And that's, I know a lot of people find it a great opportunity to go deeper with something with just me. Um, and it's one of my favorite things is to do those one-on-one calls for my mastermind because everyone's such a treasure. It's so great to connect with that I love supporting them to go one level deeper than we may be able to do with a group. One of the other things I briefly touched on it, but I just want to pull it out here. I really think that our mastermind is unique because it's it's a three-in-one. There's the mastermind, there's one-on-one coaching with me, and then there's also a personal growth course built in. And this really helps, I think, with both everyone's individual growth and the collective experience because there's content. Over the span of the module of the mastermind, there's 14 different modules covering everything from reviewing the last year, goal setting, duh, of course, <laughs> habits, re- redefining failure, success mindset, time management, balance, and so much more. And because you know, you hop on the calls and then you go and you do the work between whether it's specific growing between every single call and so is everyone else. And when that happens, both individually and collectively, that leads to incredibly rich and important conversations that are mind-blowingly authentic, brave, and honest. Okay, so I kind of went on a bit of a tangent there, but I hope that you, you know, could hear some of the things that I shared. And again, this isn't just about joining our mastermind obviously of course I hope you do and I hope you apply and if this calls you but I also want you to think about what are we creating and hear what we're doing in our mastermind that you can then take away and implement in your life whether it's starting your own mastermind or whether it's just changing the way that you interact with your partner or a certain friend or working with a coach whatever that is that that's my intention here and I hope I hope this is helpful uh, as always Okay, next you're going to hear from Aelen and her journey here. So I'm going to let her take it away. Aelen, thanks for being here. I get to know your lovely self, but will you please take a moment and share with our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you're at in life? Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Um, who I am, I am yeah, Aelen. I work in the cryptocurrency industry and I basically write for a living but a bit about me, I'm originally from Venezuela, but grew up in the Middle East and then came to Canada for university and just never left. I've been here for a very long time and just seen a lot of things and a lot of changes within myself that um, I kind of wanted to explore and you helped me do that. So I was very excited for that. Oh, that's, it's such an honor. And I got to say, you are one of only two guests that have been on our podcast more than once. So my husband and you. <laughs> uh, so if you're listening to this, uh, Aylen did an absolutely incredible episode, episode number 40 of Golden Girls Podcast, all about women, wealth, and cryptocurrency. And it's so interesting, really fascinating. You break down a very complicated topic that I never understood into something that I 
then I get it. And I, and, uh, I know you're making that difference in the world of crypto and especially for women. So basically go listen to that episode. I'll link in the show notes too. Uh, So, you know, there's a lot of things that I obviously love and respect about you. And one of those things, I always find that you are just, you're very present, you're very calm and you have this quiet, but fierce confidence about you. And you're one of the people that I, I see you really trust yourself and you allow yourself to, to go with what you feel is right and go with the flow sometimes. So I'm wondering, you know, how do you do that? Because that's kind of radical and unconventional in our world. So how do you have the courage to keep trusting yourself and leaning into going with the flow for yourself? That is so nice to hear. Thank you so much. Because I often feel like that I I just have to go with the flow and I feel like that's gotten me in a lot of trouble before. So I will a lot of the times just do something that I feel is the right thing for me to do. But then everybody else is like, why are you doing it or something else? I'm just like, well, I just, I can't ever do anything unless it feels right inside of me. And sometimes I wish that I didn't listen to that as much. Sometimes I would, because it has hurt me in sort of like, you know, in my career sometimes or in my personal lives. And, um, but in hindsight, as much as I suffered in the process, like in hindsight, I'm so glad that I, at the end of the day, I just sort of like listened to myself. Uh, and one of the things that I really learned um, through a lot of work and you know through the mastermind program was like really uh, learning that I was a bit of a rebel. And once I discovered that, it just like blew my mind that I wasn't like an outspoken rebel and I'm not here like making a mess, but in just the ways that I quietly um, decide what I want to do. And then I do it and I do it sneakily. And, and, and I find a way to just like do things that feel right for me. Right. Yeah. And that's like you say, it's, it's a really hard thing to do when you have so many people in society at work telling you what to do, what to be. But um, I just try and do that to a degree. And then just at the end of the day, figure out how to do what I want to do in the end. But I think it's just listening to my spirit. I would say that I'm a very spiritual person and there's always sort of like this voice in my head or in my heart that just tells me to go in a direction. And a lot of the times I can't explain it, but if I follow it, then it just goes right and things fall in place. And uh, as my sister says, you know, you jump and the net will appear. And I find that a lot of times I am okay when I listen to that voice, Um, but it's not always easy to do that. Yeah, you know, thanks for saying that. I think so many times, you know, we, we have a goal, are we, we have an idea of what we want to do and we're excited about that, but we sometimes forget about or get started and then realize this is hard. There are going to be people that question you, people that tell you what, like wonder what the heck you're doing or tell you flat out that you're doing it wrong or people that won't support you. Um, and there, that's like just other people. There's also the fact that there's challenges and things you have to learn and skills and all those pieces and self-doubt comes up for all of us. Um, so I love that you just brought that up. Even, you know, when we're talking about doing what's right for you and being the rebel in your own way. And it's served you so much in your life. Thank you for bringing attention to the fact that it's also hard sometimes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's backfired a lot. And especially with my upbringing, like I am Latina and I have to perform a particular role in being a girl and a woman and, you know, a Latina, and then to be put into then the middle East and then that shifted and then come to Canada. And that's very different. And I feel like I had to adjust all the time. And I feel like in the process, I just had to suppress myself a lot. And it's been a work in progress to figure out, no, no, like screw everything else. Who is that person that's inside and let's pull her out. And that act alone feels rebellious. 
and it feels very liberating. And now I'm just like, I am unstoppable. I can do anything. Like this rebellion is no longer this thing that used to hurt me, but how do I use that now to grow my life and my wealth and my future? Like it's just now this tool that is a gift for me. And it took a really long time to discover that because I always felt like, gosh, why am I different? Why do I never follow the rules? (laughs) You know, why does just really bad things happen to me? And just realizing that no, those were all gifts of, um, that person inside of me wanting to come out and I feel like now it's just you know now I'm in my 30s and it's starting to come on I'm just like oh my gosh run wild and free oh I have tears <laughs> in my eyes and shivers up my spine holy well I'm like the whole world is better off because you know who you are and it's this is a thing that I see so many women and, and like I think we all do this but we doubt and wish like, why couldn't I just, why can't I just be this way? Or I should, like, I should just listen or I should follow the rules or this job should make me happy or I should want this or I should want that. Like a lot of shitting. Um, and the truth is like what you said there, which is the thing that makes you different, that spirit inside of you, that rebellious thing is actually your greatest power. And when you listen to that, that is how you change the world. Yes. And I really think that it's nudging you to do things because in the past I used with some of my jobs, I used to hate them and just be so miserable. And I didn't realize, but I was rebelling in, in some way. And maybe that's why I maybe got in trouble, even though a lot of those decisions were financial decisions that they made and they mismanaged finances, et cetera. But um, that I just also had this voice. I was like, this isn't the right place for me. These aren't the right people for me. I should leave. I should leave. And I kept ignoring it until the end. Life kicked me in my butt. I was like, okay, we're going to kick you out. You didn't listen. You're wasting your time and your life. And and sometimes, you know, you just have to get slapped in the face if you're not going to listen to um, your inner voice, which sometimes is going to call you and ask you to be rebellious and fight for something else. Oh, so good. Yes. This is like I had my health scare. And I do believe that so many people wait for that, the slap in the face, whether it's a health scare or being laid off from a job or like a pandemic, let's just throw that as a hypothetical example of a pandemic. Um, Like, and we wait for these things. And the truth is that so many of us know along the way and ignore those whispers and those nudges. And, you know, that's, that's what I, big part of like why I do what I do. And what I love hearing your story is that you started to listen to that voice and started to hear it. You know, one of the things I'm going to get personal here for a second and feel free to share, you know, what you feel comfortable sharing, of course. Um, But I know one of the things in the mastermind that you realized, like, was that voice in your head that was trying to keep you safe or trying to keep you small. And I get the sense that you actually built a relationship with that over time. And instead of making it always wrong, you started to see where it could help you. Are you open to sharing a little around that journey, that story, what, what that evolution has been for you? Yeah, about feeling small and trying to come out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I think when I look at, so recently I um, was watching these videotapes from when I was little and, um, you know, my father passed away when I was 15 years old and I never wanted to see those videotapes because I was like, ah, this is going to hurt. This is so vulnerable. Finally, you know, 15, 16 years later, get around to it, watch it. And I was just floored by what I saw, you know, on the one hand, it was really cool to see my, my father as an adult you know, and no longer as a child to father, but as a a woman to father. But the other thing that really shocked me was just seeing my little self, you know, me as a little girl. And I was so confident and competitive and decisive. And just, I was, it was unreal, the sort of like energy that, that I had as a little girl. And 
oh my gosh, I was like, I wish that I had kept that. But in reality, I lost it. I lost a lot of it. I felt so small when, you know, every time I shifted and, and moved to different countries. And then when I started the workforce and, you know, nobody really likes a young 21, 22 year old that's like outspoken and competitive and, you know, knows what she wants. Like that's gotten me in trouble at work. So I felt like I had to really surrender, submit to, you know, the work, the people that I worked with. And just, I didn't realize that in doing that, I was just killing myself inside. I was just, my self-esteem was being destroyed. I was feeling so little to the point that I couldn't even speak up or voice my opinion um, or just defend myself. And that is such a sad place to be in. And you're never, well, I realize this, I'm never going to achieve any of these big dreams that I have if I'm in that small space. So I, and the mastermind was kind of really exploring that is like, how do I become confident? How do I, how do I just get competitive again, that competitive rebellious spirit? How do I let that shine? And it was really, really hard. And it doesn't come out like from one day to the next. It was a lot of small little moments, you know, that the girls in the, in the mastermind group were just really like encouraging me. It's like not the big, bold moves, but it's the little stuff like voicing what I want to do at work or setting some boundaries or saying, I want to do this, you know, with my family and then moving it into work and then moving it outside of work. So it was just the repetition of those small uh, actions, moments, speeches, whatever you want to call it. And then eventually it got to a place where I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, look how far I've come. And I didn't even realize it, you know, like right now I'm taking this crypto course that is intense and it's filled with men and it's a live course and everybody's just, you know, getting in there, asking the questions. And I, I'm like compelled to partake in it. You know, I just can't stop myself. I'm like, unmute. I have a voice. I don't care if this is a dumb question, but you will listen to me. And there's such a big shift to where I was just six months ago, where I was like, I can't even speak up at work. Like I feel so little. And it's been just amazing to see how much I've changed in you know the last six months. But that's not to say that there are moments where I'm like, oh, I feel small. But then I just know how I'm feeling. And then I just check myself. I'm like, no. Nah, where is that coming from? Let's let's talk about it. Let's revisit it. Let's work on it, and and then just come back up because it's not going to be like a perfect process. Yeah. Oh. Ah, like I got nothing else to say to that. Other than, like that's <laughs> so good. Just how you nailed out the awareness is so important. I think, and I think so many of us also are. I think a lot of women listening are going to hear that and be like, yes. Like when we were children, that's such an expression of our most authentic self. And along the way, we lose pieces of that. And I, I can resonate with that too. And it's, you know, the awareness piece is so important. And then also like building that muscle, right? It's yeah. not like, and, and this is why, you know, the, the, our mastermind is six, seven months long because it's not like we can just do this in a month or even in two or three, like it needs to be a process. It's an evolution. It continues to go. And um, so I appreciate that you said that and also love what you said around, like, it's not going to be perfect. There are setbacks, but now you have some tools. Now you know how to check yourself and you're also being so compassionate with yourself so that like when you have the moments where it is hard, you're not like, oh, I guess I couldn't do this. Guess I'll just go back to playing small. You're like, oh yeah, this is a part of the process. I'll figure this out. I'll find what's next. And, and gosh, darn it. You guys are going to listen to me. I got some good questions. Listen up. Here we go. <laughs> I think also something that we talked about is learning to parent yourself. That was something that, you know, there was a suggestion that you made and you shared a podcast with me. And that was just so powerful. And this idea that I, can, as an adult, I am now my own parent as well. And like you're saying, like give myself love and compassion and not feel like a failure and not attach myself and my identity and my 
attempts to failure, like I did not fail, like I continued to grow that muscle. That was like really important for me too. That was like, oh yes, okay. I need to be there for myself and not just sabotage myself. I really see that in you. It's it's really powerful to witness and to be a part of your your energy and your being. And even just listening to you sharing your story today, you know, I, I'm I've had goosebumps. I've had tears in my eyes. I'm sure other people have as well. Oh, thank you. I have a lot, I've shed a lot of tears in the last six months. <laughs> yeah, I, we have that effect on people, don't we? <laughs> when we're getting real, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And you know, I it was a you know. At the end of last year, I'm like, what do I want to do for next year? And I was just like, I am tired of feeling so small. Ah, I need to get out of this mindset. And that's when I was like, you know what? This needs to change. I've gotten myself to this level by myself, right? Like since I was 15, when I, my dad passed away, being in the Middle East, I, I just went on to survival mode and I took myself this far. And I was like, okay, now I got to go to the next stage with a lot of cool women that I can learn from and that have been there where I've been and and then I can just go to that next level. And so that's what I felt like the mastermind was really good for me, even though it was tough to do at times. And there were tears uh, away. How did you know it was the right time? How did you know you were done playing small? Um, I guess it was just approaching 30s maybe and just feeling very reflective and feeling like um, maybe just finally feeling like loved and, and saved in a relationship. And, and well taken care of that I was like, okay, now that everything is safe in my life, like I have a job that I enjoy, I have a loving relationship, everything was good in my life that I felt like finally I could sit down and, and reflect and take a rest from all the sprinting that I was doing. And then and there I was like, I am tired of all this baggage and everything that I'm like carrying at the same time. I just want to feel good and strong like inside. Um, and I think it was just the right timing because I was like, I have to do this. Like, Did you have any reservations? Uh, I did. Yeah. It was, um, it's going to be scary. What if I don't want to, (laughs) what if there's like a lot more problems than I think there are, you know, what if like, do you know what I mean? Like, what if there's stuff that I'm not prepared to deal with and, you know, can I commit to this, you know, program? Like I can't just sign up and say, yeah, I'll do it. And then like bail out like that. It it was more of that time commitment. And, and in the end, you know, I feel like I wish it was, it went on for longer than than six months. Noted. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> you know, that's real, that's been a sentiment that everybody shared and it's, that's like, that's such a, so I'm really grateful for that. And also I'm like, okay, maybe we do need to do long. Cause I do think, you know, when I first started the mastermind, we did like 12 weeks, which was almost nothing. Oh. Yeah. And then over time, you know, this is, we're about to go into our sixth or seventh time running it. And like, that's been the evolution is, is realizing that true change takes time. And, um, and I realize, you know, I think we do a better service to, to everybody when we share the reality that true change and lasting change and success takes time. It's not an overnight thing. It's not like a 12 week program that we can just like wham it and wham, bam and done. Like it's, it takes time. And so, um, yeah, so that's, I think that's an important thing to, to say. And I'm, thanks for sharing that. I will note that. We'll see. Maybe we do go to like eight months next year. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 do, it does take time. And, but that's the beauty in it, right? Like it's because you're creating real lasting change. You're not just quick fixing it. You are doing the deep mindset work, the habit work, the exploration, the compassion, the reparenting, like all of those, like that's a lot of, that's a lot in it's amazing that you've done it. And uh, now that you've done it, it's forever changed in you. 
Oh my gosh, it really is. And, and my boyfriend's very much like, oh my gosh, I see a change in you. Like the way that you talk about yourself, the way that you present yourself, um, how you own what you say. I, like he's just seen a lot of changes. And, and that's really amazing because, you know, sometimes when you're like deep into it, you don't notice it yourself because you're just like, oh, I'm just trying to work with this or um, I'm just trying to grow and be better. But then it's really encouraging when other people start to see it and you're reminded, oh yeah, I am making an impact on my life. I am changing, I am growing. And then it gives you more like encouragement to keep going. Yeah. And there's such a great ripple effect too, right? That when you, cause every cause has an effect, right? Every change has a reaction to do it. And, yes. you know, I think for you, I know that there's going to be a huge ripple effect for the heart that you have, the change you want to create in this world and the impact that you make in that. Um, so I, like, I know it's just the beginning of that ripple effect of you being courageous to stand in your truth, to stand in who you are and to do things your way because your way is fantastic. And there's so many gifts that you share because of that. I'm curious, what is the biggest thing that surprised you about being in a mastermind? Um, how much work I was going to do in a good way. <laughs> like, you know, we had the weekly calls and then we had, and we had the homework. And so the homeworks were always like, just mind opening. I mean, I was just changed for like two, three days after that. And then getting the calls, um, just how those lessons continue to stay in your, in your mind. And you just think about it all week, like every day it's at the back of your mind, but you're reflecting on it all the time. Whereas before I thought it was going to be like a quick call and then just, Oh, that was cool. Let's move on. I just didn't realize that part of working on it was literally working on it all the time, even when you're not really aware of it. Mm. So that was really, really cool. Cause I feel like it was an intense program for six months reflecting on myself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, and I feel like a lot of people were like, and I'm out. And a lot of people are like, yep, that's what I need, which is, yeah, that's, it's so true. It is meant to be a, like a sacred container and a space yeah. to move through this in, with a level of intensity that you don't necessarily get anywhere else or you don't get from just listening to a podcast and moving on or reading a book and moving on right or even having one great conversation with somebody it's meant to be like this hyper focused container and space to exponentially grow in a in a shortened period of time again not like an overnight quick fix but like it's it isn't intense and yeah. but how often do we do that do we take time to work on ourselves like never and if you think about what six months in the span of my entire life it's nothing it, this should be a way of living almost like it should be taken way more seriously than we take it. Like, I think everybody just moves, works way too fast. We don't stop and reflect or even cater to our needs or listen to ourselves. And it's just like creating a lot of stress and anxiety and fatigue. And I'm seeing it everywhere. Um, and so I'm always like, just take it easy, go slower, then you go faster, just relax, reflect, think. And, and it just, it's not something that society admires or celebrates. So you really have to go against the grain to do that. That's one of the things I really respect about you, love about you. And I'm so glad that you're sharing that because you're right. It's not easy. It's not what society says, but you're onto something here and your courage to live your life that way and to encourage others to live their life there that way. And then to put what your gifts are out into the world from that place mm -hmm. of like being aligned, of knowing yourself really deeply, of being courageous, being confident, holy crap, like you're, you are changing the world and you're going to continue to change the world because of that. We need more people to do that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think mean that. my rebellious side may be just that. 
I'm going to do things my way. I just not going to listen to anybody. And, and that's something like even used to like, um, frustrate my mom a little bit was that I, I always felt like if I had something in my heart or a dream or something that I wanted to do, I never told anyone about it because I felt that the moment I shared it, people were going to pollute it, tell me how I couldn't do it, tell me how it wasn't going to work out. And so all my life, I'm just like, if I want something, keep it to myself, the universe, and then I just quietly do it. And that's a bit of a rebellious act as well. It's just mm-hmm. deciding I'm just going to do it my way and keep everybody else out. I know there's a lot of rebels right now listening, being like, oh my gosh, this is me. I get it. Like, and you're not the first person that's been in the mastermind. There's been a few that are, that come in and do the part around habits, find out they're rebels. And like everything, like it just, they're like, oh my gosh, my life makes sense. Yes. (laughs) Why? Like school makes sense. My family dynamic makes sense. Like my interest. Yeah. (laughs) I understand why I'm into Bitcoin now. Like I, Yes. Yes. And like, I think probably like the most powerful thing about, about that and like the whole, really the whole journey is like seeing who you really are and having that be an amazing gift, no matter what that is, whether you are an obliger and this is from Gretchen Rubin's habit, uh, habit tendencies, like whether you're an obliger who like follows the rules, there's gifts in that too. Or whether you're a rebel who does things your own freaking way, there's a ton of gifts in that too. And it's about not making yourself wrong about really standing in who you are being a freaking okay with it. Even when society tells you it's not the right way to do it, or you shouldn't be doing things this way and like leaning into that. So I think that's, that's the biggest power is, is really seeing, seeing ourselves and yourself for who you really are and not guilting and not shaming it. And instead letting, especially the rebels, like let her roar, let her come out. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And if you have big dreams and big ambitions, I, I think that you have to figure yourself out and let it come out. You're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to build any like big dreams and wealth for yourself. If you're not just allowing your true self come out, like it just, nothing in your life will change unless you and yourself, like you're saying comes out. Preach. Yes. Okay. What's one thing that you wish everybody listening right now knew? I wish that they would listen to their internal voice and listen to it and just I wish, I mean, personally, I wish everybody was a bit of a rebel, especially women. Uh, that's sort of like my mission at work is just like for women to understand wealth and crypto and fair, you know, market structure, all of this stuff. But I just want women to be more rebellious and say, you know, screw you. Like, I'm going to do it my way. And this is how I'm going to be. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to achieve whatever I want to achieve. So I wish they would. And I think you need to listen to your internal voice to do that. Oh, so good. Okay. So let's say somebody is listening to this and thinking, you know, okay. A mastermind sounds pretty cool. Like what, what advice though? I mean, there's lots of other masterminds out there. There's paid, there's free, there's business, there's coaching. There's all sorts of different ones. You know, what advice would you give to somebody that's looking for a mastermind? Like, what do you think, what tips or advice do you have for them? I think it comes down to the person, like who is leading it. And I, to me, it was important to do this mastermind because I was like, you know what? Lisa has gone, has had her own journey with wealth <laughs> and I want to learn that. And, and that's what you could offer to me. And, and just like your kindness and spirit and um, big heart, that was what drew me in. I was like, you know, it has to come from their heart as well. Otherwise, it's not gonna, we're not going to click. It's not going to work out. Um, and you can kind of see it when you visit other websites or hear coaches speak. And you're just like, mm, this just seems so superficial. I need something deeper. And I think with this mastermind, what made me move forward with it is just like the heart and the depth that I was going to get out of it. 
And then if you're worried, I feel like if you're worried about the price that, you know, everything comes with a price. Like it's gonna be time, money, whatever it is. Like that's the trade-off. Like there is nothing that's gonna be truly free in this life. And we kind of talked about this in our previous podcast. Um, and, and if, you know, price is something that's a concern, like, you know, you, I t- as I told my boyfriend, I'm gonna forget the price later on in my life. And what will stay with me are the lessons and that hard work and the relationships that I made and the friendships that I made. And that's, that's amazing. That's, uh, that's gonna, what I'm gonna carry with me for the rest of my life. So I would just say, do your due diligence and find someone with a big heart and that can go really deep because at the end of the day, this is your life. That is such great advice. Oh my gosh, so good. I always find it really interesting to, you know, to hear what people, what advice people have, because I think a lot of times like, I'm an overanalyzer. I'm like, I don't like, I'm like, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So it's really cool to hear different people's perspectives on like, what is, in, what is important and like, what are the things to think about? Because I could like research into the depths of the internet. Um, and obviously that like, that's a part of my, one of my coping mechanisms, one of my coping strategies that I have to pull myself out of, which is very fear-based. And so that's why, you know, I love to ask that question to people that have been in the mastermind of like, okay, what do you like, what do you actually think was the kind of the most important piece? Or what do you think is the most important thing to think about before you join? Because you don't necessarily need to have everything. Like you're never going to have direct apples to apples comparisons or be able to figure out all the details. At a certain point, you do have to trust to make the leap in trusting yourself and in your, in the investment and know that you're going to put in everything you can in it. Um, and so, yeah, I love, I love what you said there. So good. Okay. Last couple questions and fill in the blanks. The way I surprise myself the most is. Um, the way I said, is this like, um, personality wise or just like lifestyle wise? Let's whatever surprised, how did you surprise yourself the most in the last six months? In the last six months, um, oh, okay. How that the tight relationship, the really close relationship between my body and my mind. That one, that one really surprised me. I, you know, I love doing exercise, but I just never knew that in the pandemic, being inside the house and sitting down all day, how much that was really going to affect my mental health. And so then I just had to move my body and and a lot of just release the energy, release the anxiousness or fear, whatever, just out of my body. Quickest way, go for a long walk or an exercise. But I know it's very common sense, but to actually experience it and feel it and get to that through your own experience was pretty radical for me. So awesome. Okay. Uh, how about this one? Your life is different now because you, because I finally accepted, I'm a rebel (laughs) and I'm very happy about that. And I'm just like, I just, uh, know that I can make any change to my life and know that I'm going to be okay because I got myself. I'm going to figure it out. That's so confident. Like everything you say is just full of confidence. And I hear that. And I think I'm sure anybody listening can hear the confidence in this too. You're gonna have to re-listen to this too. And maybe even show your boyfriend and be like, you're right. I am so confident. (laughs) Uh, Okay. One more rapid fire. I will never go back to. Oh, talking bad about myself in my head. That's not allowed. Um, and sabotaging myself with this like internal mental conversations. And I'm really trying to catch myself every time I say, I can't do that. Oh, I feel like all that negative uh, self-talk, which I know is going to be with me for the rest of my life, but I'm never going to allow it to, to make me feel as little as I used to in the past. Not allowed. <laughs> I'm very so powerful. Yeah. I know I'm biased, but I feel like that that's priceless. 
that's, yeah. that's pretty freaking priceless. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So some rapid fire questions. What is a goal that you're working on right now? Investments, learning a lot about it. Uh, I'm just, uh, I feel like, and I've talked about this before, just like my journey with my career and, and being laid off. And I just feel like I've had so many different relationships with money and I've had to learn it the, uh, the hard way. And now I'm just, I'm just trying to like learn more about it, not just like, you know, cryptocurrency, but the traditional system and really just dig in deep and then figure out what I believe about the world and how am I going to vote with my, with my dollars and how am I going to build wealth so in the future I can just continue to live my very rebellious life. <laughs> so good. Uh, you know, poutine. Do you eat it? Oh my gosh. I had poutine on <laughs> Monday night. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, all right so i don't sometimes i've had like poutine twice in the last like seven years oh my god okay so oh interesting okay all right so if we have a mastermind meetup we won't have that on the menu um (laughs) so maybe you have an opinion maybe you don't but i'm very passionate about this question um are you more of a cheese curd fan or shredded cheese no cheese curd yes thank you thank you okay um all right if you had a magic wand what would you use the magic for Um, something that would be relating to money, wealth, and marginalized people. So that would be uh, women, I would be low-income people, families, children in the developing world, um, people with different abilities that they get really, like all these marginalized communities really get excluded from opportunities with jobs or wealth. So it would be something with that. And then I would also sneak in conservation of animals. <laughs> So good. Yeah. You, you got one big one. Okay. And here's just like a fun, another fun question. Uh, if you could travel anywhere right now for food, where would you travel and what would you eat? For food? Oh, I would go to Italy. Pasta is my favorite food. And I would learn to cook from, from Italians. Uh, oh my gosh. So good. Okay. Well, Thank you so much for making me hungry. Thank you so much for being here. Um, you know, your story, your wisdom, your courage, your confidence is, it's palpable for everybody listening. I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in my heart. And um, it's just it's been such an honor to walk alongside you and have you a part of our mastermind. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. You're amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, life changing. You have changed my life and you will forever be in my memory. <laughs> as like such a pivotal uh, playing as such a pivotal role in the way that my life changed course and I honestly that has no price so I thank you so much and also for just the wisdom and the friendship and the time and for helping me just dare to be bigger and bolder and more rebellious I really really I'm so gl- glad I did in the end and that I met you it's been such a pleasure to know you too and I love your rebellious spirit I love like love who you are in every sense. And I'm so excited to just can see you continue to shine. Like we're, we're t- forever connected. I feel the same way that I'm always going to sound so creepy. I'm like, I'm always going to watch you. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't know. Now I feel like a creepy stalker boyfriend. That's like, we're always connected. I'll be watching you, but like we are always connected and I will be watching you and cheering you on. And um, yeah, such, so, so grateful for that. More women need this for sure. Thank you so much. Listening to her interview gave me goosebumps and shivers. So good, right? Especially confidence. I mean, how how do you actually put a price on that? I mean, there's some tangible ways to do it with the 
you know, we have courage and confidence to ask for a raise and how much more money you make every year or the courage to apply for a job where you don't qualify for all of it, but you know you can do it. You know you can make it happen. That's maybe the, or raising your prices in your business. I mean, that stuff you could probably do that you can quantify a bit more. But I mean, the confidence, like what it feels like to actually walk through life with confidence, definitely priceless. All right. A few of the things I want to call out here. One, her rebel personality. I just love that. Now, I personally am a people pleaser. Recovering in, I will forever be recovering. It's a journey. Um, so this isn't something, the rebellious piece isn't something that I have personal experience with. But every year, we always have one or two members who realize that they too are rebels. And all of them, over and over, say that it's one of the most amazing and empowering and liberating things that they could ever learn and understand about themselves. Now, obviously, we cover this a whole lot more in the mastermind. But if you want to kind of follow along and see what this is, you can do the habit tendencies quiz for yourself. It's Gretchen Rubens, and I've got the link for you in the show notes. So go check that out. You can go do it for yourself and figure out what is your habit tendency. I want to honor what Aylan said. She said, that spirit inside of you, the rebellious thing is actually your greatest power. And when you listen to that, that is how you change the world. Now, whether you're a rebel or a people pleaser, obliger like me or whatever that is, she's right about this, that that spirit inside of you, it's your greatest power, no matter what that is. And when you listen to it, that's how you change the world. I also think this ties a lot to what she was speaking about, the, the childlike self, reconnecting to her childlike self. And that's a theme I've been exploring. I know a lot of you listening have been exploring too, is really considering who were you as a child? What did you love to do? If you looked at photos or videos, if you have those of yourself like kids, like what's your spirit? And what parts of you still want to shine to this day that maybe have been dimmed a little bit through you know, a junior high, high school, the early workforce, later workforce, motherhood, parenthood, whatever that is. I hope that, for those of you that are on that journey of exploring, maybe you've never heard of this before. Maybe you're like, wow, I never thought about reconnect, thinking about who I was when I was, you know, three or five or seven and reconnecting to that. I hope that, you know, hearing Aylan's journey reminds you of your own and gives you that space to to look at how might you reconnect to yours. Because I think so often who we are as kids is our most, most authentic self. But before the world tells us who we should be or what would what the better version of us is, because we don't need that. We already know inside us. Our kids know. Kids come out that way. You came out that way. And there is so much power in reconnecting to that. I also want to pull out of here, extract a little bit about strengths and weaknesses. Our culture has this huge binary around this concept. And like it's either a strength or it's a weakness and you need to work on your weaknesses until they get better, which I totally disagree with, but we'll talk about that in another episode. Um, One of the most incredible things and powerful things that comes out of our mastermind for most people is that the idea, and not not just the idea because you can hear this, but to live it is is different. You can know it in your head, but to live it in your life is, is different which I know that what happens for our mastermind members is that they actually realize that whatever their strength is, is a real strength. Now, we didn't get into this with Elen, but here's a little nuance, uh, another piece that's really valuable for you to know. Your biggest strength, when it goes too far, it becomes a weakness. And this is a topic for a whole other episode, you know, but I want you to think if you are 
kind and care about people and empathetic, that is a strength until it goes too far and it becomes a weakness of yours because you're always giving to others. You don't have any boundaries. You don't have any ability to care for yourself. And it even can then, I know from experience in with people pleasing, it can even then turn into a form of control to be so nice to people that then they have to do things for you or it can be a way of guilt tripping other people into doing things for you. So any strength too far can become a weakness, you know, being a hard worker, having a strong work ethic can be a strength and it could also become a weakness when you do that to the detriment of your health, or your family, your relationships, your team, you put that expectation on other people, you don't take care of yourself and you burn out or you burn others out um, or you get to the end of your life and you're like, that was not, what did I do? So this, like I said, topic for a whole other episode, topic for a one-on-one coaching session for sure. But this idea that we so often, we feel shame for our strengths and we wonder why we don't fit in. We think, oh, why can't I just be normal and do it that way? Aylan said it. She said it's so sad. And that's right. Like That's what we want to change. We want to see, I want to see you, I know, in your, in your body, in your spirit, in your mind. Like When you lean into your strengths, that is your gift. So I want, if you're listening to this, I want you to consider where you might be making yourself wrong. As Aylan said, she saw this re- this rebellious side of her and she didn't have a word for it, a name for it, but she always just thought like, why can't I do what everyone else is doing? What's wrong with me? Why can't I fit in? She was making herself wrong. And so I want you to flip the switch on this too and look at where what you perceive to be a weakness may actually be your strength and how you can use that to cultivate and to create the life, the goals, the dreams that you desire. And one more shameless plug here. Make sure you go listen to episode 40 about women, wealth, and crypto with Aylan. It is an excellent episode. (sighs) You know, actually, let's transition here. Let's talk a little bit about money because there are free masterminds. There are peer masterminds. You could create one. Like masterminds don't have to be something that you pay for. But I want to talk a little bit about this. And I talk about it a bit in episode 41 too about some of the pros and cons about paid versus free. And I've spent more time, of course, thinking about this as I continue to be in in both throughout the year. Aylan, you heard her speak about price and what she said. And I've never heard this frame this way, so I really love this. But she said, I'll forget about the price later in life. But what will stay with me are the lessons and the hard work and the friendships that I make. And that's what I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my life. So dang good. So dang good. Oh, so let's talk because I understand that Golden Girls Mastermind is, is an investment. It's an intentional purchase for sure. And I want everyone that joins to feel like it is the best investment that you could ever make in yourself. That is, that is our, my, my goal. That's what I, how I want everyone to feel. So let's talk some free masterminds or peer masterminds. I've heard them called too. You know, obviously a pro here is, is there's no monetary investment. That, that can definitely be a pro depending on where you're at financially in your life. Um, also a pro, you know, it can feel really organic. You know, you probably are have it because you know these people so you've invited them to join in and it's peer designed. So you get to pick exactly what the format looks like and what it's going to be like. Again, usually these are pros. Sometimes these can also definitely be cons. Some of the things that I find really challenging about free and peer masterminds, and I, like I said, I've been in many. Number one, it's really difficult to get a consistent commitment from everyone. When people pay, they pay attention. There's a different level when people pay. And so sometimes when it's free, people aren't as incentivized to actually come and or participate or even you know come and take their, their video off or come and listen or they may also be doing other things, which I'm not saying that's always a bad thing, especially during the, like, during the pandemic. My goodness, we were all juggling a lot of things. 
But it just creates for a different experience. And sometimes people just don't even show up. Um, I would also say they're very likely to fall apart. I have very few, if I think only one mastermind that has lasted more than a year. Like they, it just tends to be really difficult. Life gets busy and um, yeah, they, they tend to fall apart. Another con is that you need to manage the schedule and details yourself, which may not seem like a big deal, but as you get busier, as you, if you have a business, if you have a family, like there's a lot of things that you're probably already juggling. I know that is the case for myself. So the need to manage the schedule, figure out the call, call details, uh, make sure everybody has, has those details. People will then message you being like, when's the call again? And um, where's the link again? Like it just ends up being, being an extra admin piece of detail. Um, like I said, uh, also often break down after initial hype because I think people realize like how much work it can be. Um, and one more thing is that there's really no outside expertise or opinion. So you're relying on peers who may or may not have the right advice depending on the type of mastermind, depending on who's in there, of course. I'm not saying that nobody in your mastermind is going to be an expert, but what I'm saying is that you may not have, you're probably not going to have like someone from outside be able to come in and actually share something for you guys, whether it's, you know, you're in a real estate mastermind, there won't be somebody else to come and talk to you about setting up your legal, legal structure. Um, unless, unless you probably pay that person for their expertise, right? Um, you're not going to be able to have, uh, someone maybe that comes in and talks to you about financial planning or someone that comes in and for example, something we did in our mastermind, um, this was, we did a grief workshop, um, to really tackle that with Teresa from episode 49. So that was something that paid for it, the outside expertise, right? It's something that's paid for and the level then is, it's different. It's not just, um, it's not just people, everyone trying to navigate it together, which there's, there's power in that in different ways, but there's, there's really, that, that I do think that's a con of a free or a pure mastermind is that you don't get any outside expertise or opinion. Now let's talk about paid ones. Some, some things that I've really noticed. Um, well, actually let's talk about the con. I think and it's a con, I wrote it as a con, but it it depends on your perception, depends on what you're looking for. It is that they require an investment and a commitment, and you want to be prepared for that. You need to be prepared for that when you sign up, because once you're in, and especially you know with a mastermind like ours, like we start a specific date, the spots are very limited, and so you can't tell us three months in that you're no longer. I mean, that you, you can't get your money back after that. You can't then leave the mastermind. I mean, it's up to you. You don't necessarily have to come back, but you're not going to get your money back. You're not going to get that time back. And so it's important that you, that you commit, that you're in it, that you're, you're there for it. And I say that, by the way, not to like scare you. Let me say this, like we we record everything. I'm always want people to be satisfied. So I always work with people. I don't want unhappy, a whole bunch of unhappy customers. I'm sure there'll be some at some point, but for the most part, I really am there to, to support you. But when you show up, come into a paid mastermind, especially when that's as intimate as ours. And if you leave or don't stay, you actually don't just take away the experience from yourself, but you take it away from others too. So that is why I say this, that, you know, you want to make sure that you're really in and you heard from Tracy and, um, you know, when she signed up, she like a thousand percent in, here I go. So it can be a pro and it can be a con. So I think it depends on your perspective. Um, it, it, but I, I think that's important to call out. So let's talk about some of the other things I find about paid masterminds. I really do find people are just more engaged when they pay for it. The, they show up more. They, um, they're just there to support. They show up in the Facebook group. They ask questions. They, it, they try consciously to build these relationships and connections. You also 
for example, ours is led by me, who is a coach. So you actually get somebody leading who's an expert in this. You, this is facilitated for you. Um, this is organized for you. That's amazing, right? Like you, you don't have to worry about when to come, when to show up, where's the links. Like we have all that for you. You get the reminder emails. We have the Facebook group. We have a calendars for the mastermind. So it's all done for you. And you have, depending on whether you're the kind of person that likes things in Facebook or in your calendar or you like a PDF at your desk that you can print out. We've got all those things covered. It's organized. It's ready for you. Um, and even if you've got none of those things, we send you an email one hour ahead of time telling you, don't forget, I'll see you in an hour. So that is, I think, a big relief. Maybe you have the capacity to organize these things, but I know for myself, I really don't. I That's why I have a team to help me with even organizing this for, for you guys, for our mastermind members. So I do think that's a giant pro and so helpful. Just all the things that can be less things for us to think about, worry about, um, that's so helpful. Another piece of pro masterminds is that you're going to get specific advice and expertise that you're that you're trying to learn. So in this one, it's personal growth, and I consider myself definitely not like a the expert who has everything figured out, but an expert on a lot of these topics and a lot of these resources that I can share with you, that I can guide you to, I can give you tools, and so that's very specific. So if you want to know about habits, if you want to know about failure, like I give you resources, I give you exercises, I give you home play. There is. Um, actual learning that happens. Another thing too that I think is a pro is that you're going to be around people at different stages of their journey. Um, You know, there's a big difference when you are able to commit, you know, several thousand dollars for a mastermind or, um, you know, I said entrepreneur journey, but also just like a life, life journey or career journey. There is going to be people at different stages and thing that's different about a paid mastermind it depends I guess on the mastermind some of them will may have income requirements for example before you can join um but typically I mean you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with so most of the people you know will probably have similar incomes to you whereas when you join a something like a paid mastermind that doesn't have an income requirement you're going to be with people all on different all different aspects and I think that diversity is really key and really important and just gives you lenses and windows into other people's lives I mean, there's obviously still a lot of similarities as far as the psychological pieces. There, it's all women that are compassionate and driven and all the heart-centered and all those things. Um, but different different stages in their life and journey, and I think that's really cool. And the last thing I'll say, well, maybe two last things. Paid masterminds, they're just they're gonna stay together because someone is literally organizing this for you. So it's going to stay together and everyone has a different level of commitment, so it's not gonna peter out. And I'll say the contacts, the networking, the collaboration opportunities, um, they're just at a higher level when everyone's more engaged. When you have diversity, when you have different people coming in, when you have different walks of life, different journeys, different entrepreneurship or career or or that, like the, the networking that you have, the connections, the collaboration opportunities, I find that they're much richer in paid masterminds because everyone's determined to get their value out of it. I'll say this, you know. All here's the truth. Like I really do think that all masterminds have the potential to change your life and connect you to an inner circle that will lift you up and support you to your next level of success. And there are pros and cons when you're choosing a free or peer-led mastermind. If you're considering joining a peer or free one, or you're like, maybe I should create this. Here are some questions to ask yourself before you go ahead and do that. Number one: Do I have the time and capacity to organize meetings and everyone's schedules? Number two, do I need any expert advice on a specific topic to help me reach my next goal? Number three, 
Is a commitment from everyone in the group important to my goals and to my success? And number four, would I benefit from having a coach help me with my mindset? And if the answer to all of those is no, then a peer-led mastermind might be right for you. Do you have the time and capacity if the answer is no? If you need expert advice, uh, no. If, If you don't need a commitment from other people, if that's not important to you, and if you wouldn't benefit from mindset, Um, I guess the last three no's and the first one is yes. So if you have time to commit to everyone's schedules, you don't need expert advice, you don't need a commitment from everyone that that's not important to you or your goals or your success and you wouldn't benefit from mindset coaching, then then a peer-led mastermind might be right for you. But if you said that no, you don't have time and capacity to organize all these things and expert advice would be helpful and a commitment from everyone is important to your goals and your success, and you would benefit from mindset, then I highly encourage you to consider a paid mastermind so you can get the most out of your time, your money, and your community. And yeah, that you know, I'll say also this, go listen to episode 41. I share some more questions to ask yourself before joining any mastermind, but those are four that I think are really key to ask yourself before you're, if you're considering a free or a peer mastermind first. All right, now on to our last golden girl, Jessica. Enjoy. Jessica, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to connect with you and hear more about your journey. Welcome to Golden Girls Podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, So why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself, your business, kind of where you're at in life. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I'm Jessica. I have been um, focusing my career as a financial advisor for the last two and a half years. Previous to that, I have been in the insurance and financial services industry for over over 10 years. Um, I've really enjoyed the work that I have done. Um, I have been with the same company for quite a long time um, uh, for a Canadian cooperative. um, And I've just, yeah, always always been here. I really uh, love their values and it fits really well with, with me and my purpose, so. What's your purpose? Because you have a big one and it's pretty beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, so my purpose is, um, well, it started out to help people in general. Um, I just, I lost my dad at a young age and um, there was, you know, it was quite messy. It was quite sudden. And um, it, had he had certain things in place, I think we would have been in, in a better situation. I have two younger sisters and we were all quite young. And so I decided that I wanted to help people, um, to avoid, you know, some of the things that happened to us, um, from happening to them. And so in the last, um, six months, really, I have, um, focused that want to help people to, um, wanting to help women specifically. So, uh, women with families, um, single women, women with businesses. Um, I just feel such a calling to, you know, help help us all to understand what resources are available. Um, what helping helping to understand what you know financial basics and increase financial literacy. Um, and my my biggest passion is just to help us as women um, collectively build our net worth because I think that you know as as women succeed, the world can succeed. Um, as cheesy as that can can sound, but I think that it's it's so true. And I just yeah feel feel such a calling to help um, to help build that. 
Oh, so beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. And I'm sure we're going to have you back on another episode to talk about the money thing. Cause you know, that's something that I'm really passionate about. And I know our community, our audience loves hearing about money. So, so stay tuned on that. You're, you're going to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk to you more on the personal side of things today. And, you know, I will honestly tell you, you are the, one of the most positive and resilient people that I know. What, what is it that allows you to do that? Like, how do you keep showing up even in a time, even when times are challenging, even when you're facing uncertainty, how do you keep showing up? I think, um, thank you, by the way, that's really, that means a lot. I, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's just, it's choice. Um, it's not an, it's not easy to always choose, um, to see, you know, the best, in people and situations. I actually remember um, probably about nine or so years ago, I had the option to um, either, so I had the option between two offices where, so the one that I'm working at today and another option um, of another office in Maple Ridge. And so back then I knew um, who my boss was going to be. I knew who my coworkers were going to be. I knew the location um, of one of the choices. And then this office here today, I didn't know. I didn't know who my boss was going to be. I knew my, some of my coworkers, but we had no idea where our office was going to be because we were looking to move. And I just, that, that I chose, um, I chose this office and it's, it's like just given me so many opportunities. And I'm so grateful that I made that decision not knowing, you know, what was going to happen. But I think that I reflect on that a lot and choosing the unknown, it's really scary. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's definitely scary, but there's always, there's always opportunities there and you always have a choice. And, you know, sometimes even when like, when ugh, you're, when the choice doesn't seem like it's going to be the, the best, um, there's always good that you can find there. And, you know, I, I think probably too the impact of losing my dad at a young age, right. It was, it was, we were very close. Um, he was a single dad to three daughters. And so um, it, it was really tough and having to go through it and still be able to see the good. Um, and, and that's also probably where a bit of my growth journey started too. Um, so yeah, that it's just, it's, it's choice. And we all do have a choice on how, how we want to go through and walk through all the decisions that we make and everything that we do. So that that's probably my, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's cool. I hear just such a willingness and the, the, so exactly what I feel from you too, is this willingness to go into the uncomfortable, to do the things, even if you're not sure what it's going to turn out with, like, and, and you're willing to go into that. So it's really cool. And I think that's, it is scary. It is hard. Like I find myself all the time having to push myself and consciously make those choices outside of my comfort zone. But hearing you say that is a great reminder for me. And I think for everybody listening that, um, that's where we find our growth and that's where Matt, like really incredible things can happen. And also whether it's the right decision or the wrong decision to look for, look for the gifts and look for the joys, look for the positive. So yeah, really cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay. So I want to take you back because you're one of the members of our of golden girls mastermind. And by the way, we did not, like I shared a couple of the questions with Jessica ahead of time, but I don't know what she's going to say. So, <laughs> so we'll see if this ever gets shared or not. I'm just kidding. Um, but I want to know, like, you know, 
November, December of 2020, before our mastermind started, where were you at kind of in your life? What were the things that were keeping you up at night? What was that experience? Yeah, well, so I currently have a, um, a contract that I'm working towards and it is a tough contract. It is challenging. And so that was certainly keeping me up at night, um, back in November and December. Yes. Um, big goal. And so, and, and all of the, you know, all of the skills that are there to be developed around just, you know, going for certain goals and targets, right? Like it's, yeah, you, you, sometimes I think when I originally started, I I just saw the goal and I was like, yes. And I, I didn't think about all of the challenges that would come along and all the skills that, that I would develop on the way. And, And that's been so, so great, but that was keeping me up at night for sure. Um, and so I knew, um, I had, I think I had gotten on the wait list actually the year before and I wanted to do it, but it didn't feel like the right time. Um, I was just a year. uh, Yeah. I had just finished the first year of my contract and I was still, um, I, there was still so much to learn and, and to do going into that second year. And so when I got that email, I knew that I really wanted to do it. Um, and I really wanted to join, but I had that question of, oh my gosh, am I taking on something more? And, um, yeah, so I, I chatted with you about it. I just felt, I just felt in my heart that it was the right decision, um, to do. And I went for it. And the really great thing about it, actually, I was reflecting just this last week, um, is that I don't feel like it's something that I, that I had to like find time for, or, um, like that it was like, you know, another thing that I had to do, I feel like it really added to my life and it actually made room, um, for other areas, um, for me. So how to explain that, um, what I learned and what I just, yeah, what I learned, um, all of the chats that we had, it, those things helped me to really focus on what and how I wanted to be, um, in my job as a mom, um, as a person. And so that, that was one of the, cause some, yeah, when I'm looking to, to do something new, it's like, Oh, what am I going to have to sacrifice or where am I going to have to make tweaks or what am I going to have to give up to do this? And that was the thing with, with golden girls is I've never felt like I've had to give up anything for it. I've always felt like it's added to my life in such a great, such a great way. And I'm super grateful for that. Oh, thank you for saying that. And I'm super grateful for that too. What parts of your life do you feel like have, have changed? Like, cause it's changed you. So how has that changed other parts of your life? Yeah. So one of the, one of the parts is certainly, um, focusing my passion and my why and really getting, um, just really getting strong about it. Um, and having excitement for it, you know, cause I mean, it's interesting how, um, when you tell people that you want to just help women and you want to lift women, when up, women up, how, um, it's like, well, what about everybody else? And it's, it's so to, you know, feel confident and, and know that, well, yeah, every, there's somebody that will help everybody else, but I'm here to, you know, lift up women. Um, that's one area it's definitely changed me just being confident in, in my why, um, and sharing it, um, as a person, 
Oh, I, so I also do therapy um, as well. I have a counselor that I've been seeing for, um, I think six years and she's, she's so great. Um, But between these aha moments that I have in our, um, in our, in our group sessions, and then I take them back to my therapist and we dig deeper. And so some of the changes just that have come from that, from just kind of, you know, discovering or yeah, just discovering, um, within the, within our group session and then taking it back to my therapist, but then also too things that I've discovered in therapy and then being able to take them to the group and kind of play, you know, play it out and, um, have like a call to action on, you know, how I'm working on implementing or accepting or changing. Right. Cause some of it, it's not always about change. Some of it is just about accepting, um, who I am as a person and what I bring. And I think that's another way that it's really changed me is, um, just, yeah, having the confidence in who I am and what I bring to this world. Um, and, being able to like, to, to see how that plays out in, you know, how I'm supporting my family, how I'm showing up for my kids, how I'm supporting my, um, my clients, how I'm showing up for them, even my office, my staff, how I'm showing up for them. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really life-changing. Okay. So much to unpack there. Yes. (laughs) I'm, I'm curious here. This is something that I am wondering what your take on this is and other people might be thinking too. How do you see the difference between, and I love that it's complimentary for you. Like where's the difference between working with a counselor and working with perhaps a coach or being in a mastermind and golden girls mastermind is kind of a blend of mastermind and coaching. So how would you say those two things are different and complimentary? Yeah. Okay. So with my therapist, like we're getting deep and dirty into like my past and, you know, um, childhood, um, like into scenarios, digging deep, doing, um, I guess like breath work and body work. Um, and so really understanding the whys behind it and, um, even, yeah, the, the whys behind it, but then also, um, putting strategies in place to, you know, accept or change different behaviors or, um, accept or change certain situations, right. You can't change your past, but you can, I, I, yeah, I can't change my past. I can't change my childhood, but I can understand and accept it and carry on. I think the difference with working with a coach is you might not get as deep and dirty into, you know, what that, what that all looks like from a clinical standpoint. Um, but understanding what, you know, what action I can, like what actions I can take to either, um, grow from, you know, whatever behavior or situation was identified. Um, and then with the group having, I think with that is bringing my stories and bringing, um, you know, the things that I'm working through and hearing that others are going through, not the same thing, obviously, because we all have different stories, but going through um, similar experiences and not feeling so alone or, um, yeah, not so alone or like you're the worst person in the world or that you're just, yeah, it, it, it helps to, um, 
it helps that there are other people going through similar situations and then getting their feedback or getting their stories. And it's just that community connection is so important. You don't get that in counseling. Mm. Yeah. So, so cool. That's really, it's interesting to hear. Cause like, I think as a coach, I'm like, I think I know what the difference is. And like, I, but it's always interesting to hear, you know, what other people take away and what, how, what your experience is. And I think for different people, it probably depends on who your coach is and who's in the mastermind and who your counselor is in terms of how that all, how that fits all together. And it sounds like you've found the really like a great combination that works for you and gives you the support that you need. So, you know, I think that's something that I hope anybody listening regardless of who you end up deciding to work with or what mastermind you join, or if you don't join one, it's still finding the right support for you. That's going to work. And so I love that you shared that, that's different pieces, different tools in your toolbox that all come together to support you. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what tips or advice do you have for someone who's considering joining a mastermind? You know, how, how do you know if it's the right one? How do you pick? What do you, you know, how do you know if it's the right time? What, what tips or advice do you have? Hmm. Um, I mean, I know for me, I felt, I felt it in my heart that it was the right time. Um, I had the, the resources to be able to commit to it. Um, as for choosing the right one, I think, you know, who, oh, yeah, hold on. I'll, I think for choosing the right one, who are you spending time with? Who do you want to spend time with? Um, what are you looking for? What can, what, uh, yeah, what was I looking for? What was I going to be able to put in? How was I supposed, how was I going to be, you know, supporting those that were in the group with me? Um, yeah, I'm, I, it's a good question. That is gr- No, that is great advice. Because I think so. you're right. It's so much first about figuring you out and figuring out what you want, what you're looking for, what kind of, you know, how are you going to thrive? What kind of support do you need? Who do you, how do you support others? It's that's a hundred percent of the thing. And it's so interesting because I offer calls to, to hop on and to help people make the right decision. And most of the time people come to that call and they don't know the answer to those questions. And right away, they just want to know like how many calls and how many months and how much does it cost? And let me tell you, like none of those things matter if it's not what you need. (laughs) And none of those things matter if you don't know what kind of support you're looking for. Um, So I think you, you nailed it better than, than I could have, but it's absolutely about knowing, knowing what you need and where you're at. Um, and that's cool that you just felt it in your heart, knowing in your heart. I think there is something to be said for intuitive intuition and listening to ourselves and knowing when it's the right fit and trusting that um, oh, along with, with the other pieces too. So yeah, it's great. Thanks for sharing. Uh, okay. I'm going to ask you a couple fill in the blank questions here uh, from the last six months. Uh, the way I surprised myself the most is. How brutally honest I was in all of my calls. I just, 
yeah, I just decided that I was going to share with, you know, these amazing women on a deeper level and just be so raw. And, you know, for the first few, I, I, it was, it was really intimidating. And I, um, one of the things that I worked through for me was, you know, not feeling like such a burden on people when I share. Um, and so I knew that this was the right place to share. That's, you know, some of the reasons why we were coming together. That was, you know, one of the things that we all chatted about. And so just having somewhere where I could just show up and, you know, let my guard down. Um, yeah, that really surprised me. Mm, and you were so brave and so open you, and you have been throughout our whole mastermind. It's yeah. It's one of the things that's, that's really incredible about you. And we're, we're so lucky to have you for that reason and, and many more. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Another fill in the blank. The way my, or my life is different now because I. Oh, because I found my confidence and my zest for life. So I have three boys and they just filled my whole life up and they still, they do every day. But we did um, the wheel and I realized that I was very high um, on satisfaction in that area and that my whole life didn't need to revolve around these kids. I was giving them so much. Um, So I was able to actually take a step back and find my confidence in a few other areas, um, which has actually really improved even more how I show up for my kids. So even though maybe the amount of time isn't there, um, as consistently, um, how, yeah, it's totally changed how I show up. And yeah, it, so that's, yeah, (laughs) that's pretty cool. Love that. Love that. I'm a big advocate for like multidimensional success. And I do believe, I believe in focus, 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 of course. But when you focus on one thing, it can then positively impact every single other piece of your life too. And when we, feel more satisfied in one area, it does tend to ripple over to the others, especially when it's self, especially when it's, you know, health or life satisfaction or spirituality or whatever it is that we're feeling called to. It then has an impact on things such as our career or our families or our, it can just spill over into other areas. So I love that you said that. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank yeah. you. Okay. Last fill in the blank. I will never go back to. Ooh. That's a good one. I will never go back to Hmm. I think I will never never go back to doing for the sake of doing. Now there has to be you know like a reason or there has to be so okay here's a good example so um reading a book I caught myself reading a book um I needed to get to the end right and so I'm like racing through this book trying to get to the end I think I think it was the Simon Sinek book one of the ones on our list to get through the end so that I can move on to the next one so I could like you know keep on pace and then I was, I found I was really enjoying the book and I realized, you know, that I, I don't need to race through the book just to like finish the book. Like I, I can enjoy the book and I can just pick it up and read it leisurely at my own pace. And so I actually really enjoyed, that was one of my favorite books of this year. Um, Simon Sinek, start with why. Um, and so that, that's what I mean. You know, I'm, I'm not, 
anything that I do, there has to be a purpose to it. And it's not just a race to the end, which is something that I've been aware of for a while. Um, it's just interesting how it, how it, yeah, that's something that I will never go back to doing, or at least I will be very aware of when I'm doing it. <laughs> that sent shivers on my spine. That's really powerful. <laughs> Yeah, That's big. You. Oh, so cool. Okay. Our last rapid fire questions. I like to ask all the guests when I remember, uh, <laughs> what is the best lesson that you learned in the last year? Ooh, um, the best lesson. I think it is, you know, hard conversations are hard for a reason. However, they are probably some of the most useful conversations that you, that, that I can have. Um, and so just doing, yeah, having, having, yeah, communication, having, having those open, honest conversations, you know, not being afraid of being wrong or being judged or, um, the outcome, but being able to have those hard conversations. And obviously there's, you know, um, a soft way that you can have hard conversations. And I think that's the lesson that's continuing for me is how to continue to have those open, frank, honest conversations, um, in, in, um, in a soft way that, uh, you know, gets the wheels spinning. I'm hearing that the conversations that you're having, the hard conversations, you're doing them in a way that feels aligned for you and intentional. Yeah. Yes. And that makes all the difference. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And not shying, not shying away from, from them. Right. You're so courageous. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Poutine. <laughs> Hopefully you like it. Uh, I and do. If you do. Okay, good. All right. Um, it really should be a mastermind screening question too. Okay. So are you a cheese curds or a shredded cheese kind of person? Ooh, cheese curds for sure. Yes. 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 Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, Lots you, of gravy. <laughs> yes. If you had a magic wand, what would you use the magic for? Mm, what would I use it for? Um... If I had a magic wand, you know, I would probably restore the balance in our planet with our ecosystems um, and find a way, a responsible way to either reduce or eliminate all garbage and plastic. That's something that keeps me up at night. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. I, uh, it's so fascinating hearing everyone's answers. So much passion comes out. Really cool. Uh, if you could travel anywhere right now for food, where would you travel and what would you eat? Oh, for food. That's a good one. Oh, where would I go? So many different places. I know this is a, this is probably the hardest question of this whole interview. You know, I would probably just go down to Mexico for the delicious Mexican food on the beach. <laughs> oh, yes. And maybe like, maybe a spicy margarita. Yes. <laughs> something. Yes. Oh. Just to like sit on the beach, eat the delicious food and relax. <laughs> so yummy. Oh, okay. Now I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> before you go, first of all, I want to say, you know, 
I, I think I'm sure everybody listening can really hear how genuine you are, how brilliant you are, how courageous you are. And, you know, we're so grateful to have you in the mastermind and thank you for sharing your stories with us. And also today on this, on this episode. And like, this is such a testament to the kind of people that are in our mastermind, the kinds of conversations and the depth and the quality, you know, you really are such a shining example of that. And we're so grateful to have you. If there's one thing you want to leave people with something that you hope everybody listening right now takes to heart and, and takes to action. What is that message that you have? Um, yeah, probably, you know, don't, don't be afraid to follow your heart. Um, it's, it's tough these days to listen to our intuition. Um, but you know, I'm finding my confidence at something that I have been, I have been really listening to a lot more lately. Um, so I think, you know, trust yourself and don't be afraid to ask questions, you know, and if, if you're afraid to ask questions, find other people to ask those questions too, you know, because it might be that it might, it, yeah, it might not be that you're, you're afraid to ask questions. It might just be that the people you're surrounding yourself are not the right people to be asking those questions. And so, um, I know being in this group has given me, given me that, um, finding my confidence, asking questions you know, being able to, to be, to be me. And so that's been pretty, pretty great. We love seeing you. We love having you. We love knowing you. We're so glad that you show up as you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. One of my favorite things about Jessica is how she spoke about choice. I'm going to say this. It's true that not everyone has the same choices in life. That is a fact. Privilege exists. That is real. And I say this, you know, because I don't want everyone to feel like I should just be able to choose to be happy all the time and everything will be okay. This is not about like toxic positivity stuff or about shaming you if some things in your life are hard choices or uncomfortable or difficult. That's real. That being said, I did find it very inspiring to hear about, you know, and she does this with from such a place of power and empowerment and courage and expansion that Jessica really consciously goes into the unknown and to the scary thing. She intentionally picks and chooses when she has the capacity from a place of expansion and excitement, she leans to what's scary and uncomfortable. And that's what gets her outside of her comfort zone. And I personally just found that such a beautiful reminder, such a great reminder that so many good things come from outside of our comfort zone. And again, it's I also have been on the side of, of – burnout and on like, I'm just exhausted. I'm barely getting through it. Like I cannot get outside my comfort zone right now. And so I know we all go through phases and I realize I'm also speaking from a place with a lot of privilege. And I also found it was a great reminder because some of the things like being scary and uncomfortable is looking at a lot of the ways that privilege has affected my life and how I can then use my privilege and my power to support others and help others. You know, it doesn't necessarily always about making choices that are solely about me, but it's also about choices about others and recognizing that when I can get outside my comfort zone, when all of us can get outside our comfort zones and we can pick what's scary and uncomfortable, but also expansive and it feels like the right thing to do, that that changes our lives. It changes the world. It changes our impact for others. And I think that's just such a great reminder because I think, the, I don't know, the last year and a bit, it's been really exhausting and draining for so many of us. But I wonder if more of us could intentionally choose some short-term discomfort 
do what's maybe a little, do with the scary thing, to pick the uncomfortable thing, to get outside, outside of our comfort zones, how much we would remember how we're stronger than we realize. How much we would remember the power that we have and do some really uncomfortable but important things in our life, in our world, for each other and for ourselves. So I just thought that was a great reminder and reminder for you too. So that's my invitation for you today is to go get outside your comfort zone. I know everybody always says that, but seriously, I'm going to do it. I invite you to do the same. Now I'm also going to tell you a funny little story here and then we're going to wrap this up because this is, I've talked a lot, but I hope, I just have so much passion and excitement for the these women, for the mission that our mastermind is all about. And I want you to hear these little lessons, these little nuances, because these are the kinds of things we are talking about in the mastermind and I don't want you to miss out on them. Okay, so here's my funny little story about, a funny story and a little bit about marketing. So if you've ever been to business school or you have a business, you've probably heard or understood that and for everything, there's there's a trigger point that gets people to buy something. Like something has to happen in order for you to for people to buy. For example, you're at an airport, you're facing a long flight, so that is your trigger. You're you're realizing you might be bored to buy that best selling novel that you maybe have seen many times on the at the grocery store, but haven't bought it. But all of a sudden now you're at the airport, you're about to go on this long flight, and you're like, okay, this is my chance to buy it. So that's an example of a trigger. Or for example, when your old car breaks down, that's your trigger to buy a new one. Or before somebody's birthday, you buy a cake. There's always something that happens before somebody buys anything. And my sales coach has been encouraging me to figure this out. You know, what is it that happens? That What is it like that makes people join our mastermind? And as Jessica said, she knew it in her heart. And you probably heard a very similar story or explanation from Eileen and from Tracy as well. And I mean, I kind of have to laugh. I mean, that's just... No way that I can hack that or set up a Facebook ad for all those people who know in their heart. Like there's just not a, there's no trigger. There's no place to put an advertisement or a billboard or it's just, it definitely makes my job a little harder, which is kind of funny and also hard. <laughs> but uh, I do think this makes your job a little easier. And it's a reminder for you as you're listening to trust yourself because as hard as it is, you just heard these three beautiful women has incredible and powerful examples of following your heart and the magic that can come as a result. So that's all I got to say is, you know, you know it in your heart, I guess. And uh, I'll have to take that one back to my sales coach and see what she says. But I just know it's a, it is about trusting you. So I wanted, I wanted to make sure you heard that, hear that. Can have a little chuckle with that about how I, you know, don't know what to do with the marketing on that. But, um, you know, it clearly works for the people that that use that that method that follow their heart and so it'll work for you too all right before we go i just want to say the biggest thank you to tracy to ellen and to jessica for joining me on this episode for sharing their stories and sharing from their hearts my message to you is to to not do it alone and if you want to explore what it would look like for you head on over to lisamichaud.com slash apply of course, the link is in the show notes and fill out our application form. The application form, it is, there's some questions there and it's very intentional. And, you know, we want to make sure that you're committed to your growth, that you're committed to the mastermind. And we also, I have those questions there so that as you're going through them, you already start to get awareness. You already start to have aha moments. And so, you know, even if we hop on the call and it's not the right fit for you, that's okay. This is about helping you make the right decision for you. And those questions will help you get clarity. And then on the call, we can actually talk about what parts of the mastermind would work for you or maybe wouldn't and help you make the right decision for what's next for you. 
So that's all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. If your heart is calling, trust that our mastermind is right for you. And apply today. We only do this twice a year. And I want you to put your name in. Put your name on the list. If you're listening in June 2021, do this right away because our registration is closing early July. Um, and if you're doing it later, that's okay. Just you know, get on the wait list. That's all good. My friend, I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that you learned a few insights. And most of all, I hope that your success story, no matter if it's internal or external or big or small, I hope your success is one of the next ones that we get to celebrate and share. And I hope that your success, your next level, is right around the corner for you too. Keep up your courage and go for it. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls podcast.